1: Today, February 10th, 2022. Three shit! Still, and this is episode number six hundred and twelve! Yay, six hundred and twelve of Barry on Deck. Welcome to the show, welcome to the program. Uh so much to do and so little time to get it done. Uh strap in, ladies and gentlemen. We have three hours of excitement and fun ahead. I mean I don't know why I don't have anything like uh, prepared that would scream excitement and fun but you know we'll try to make it a good time for you uh had by all. I don't know if I'll accomplish that but uh we, you know we got look we haven't even really talked Super Bowl all week so that is obviously uh big on the uh on the agenda. We talked a lot of basketball and we um We've talked a lot of other stuff. So we're going to get to Super Bowl today. I'll have my opinions and uh, my breakdowns and everything else. I'll show you the Laminator 5000. We'll obviously touch on that. Um, hold on. I'm sorry. My computer here. This thingy. That sounds that sounds oddly specific. There we go. Uh, just having some problems with my, uh, you know, my thingy. Shut up. Uh, hopefully though today I'm joined by one uh, Joseph Charles Blank. I don't know. I forget what his middle name is. Uh, but s- efforting to get Joel Blank back on the show. He was here on Monday talking NBA trade trade deadline prior to the deadline on Thursday yesterday when it went nuts and we had a great show and most of our day was spent talking NBA trade deadline and then uh, hanging out with my guy Forensic. Um, so efforting to get him on today between four 15 and starting at four 30, possibly just want to get his thoughts on, uh, the bigger trades and, uh, what he thought about the deadline as a whole and the activity. And, uh, we'll see, we'll see if he can make it and, and give us his thoughts. Cause I think that would be great. He is a, uh, pretty smart basketball mind around these parts and, uh, always appreciate his insight. So efforting that. If for some reason he um, can't do it, we'll, we'll be fine. I will say this, and I owe you Patreon members an apology. Uh, I said we would do our private third hour today. I forgot. I don't know why my nose is itching. I hate that. I forgot uh, that Joel was booked on the show today on a Friday as I was blabbing and saying that yesterday. So, um, there will be no private third hour today, um, because Joel's going to be on the show, hopefully the problem is, is if, if he can't make it by four 15 or four 30, I won't know that. And so if he wasn't, or if he texts me and says, I can't make it, then we'll do the third hour privately if it happens before the third hour. But, uh, if we're in it and it's too late, then, uh, I apologize. We'll just have to make it up. Uh, next week, private hour from three to four. Well, no, that would be super awkward. Uh, Dave, that would be like, I would have to shut this down, fire up the private hour, uh, where we do it at and then shut that down and come back again. And that would just be, that would just be super crazy. And if I didn't have shit to do this evening, including a gig at the secret group, Jared Taylor, I 100% would do another hour. I would do a fourth hour of the show today and do that private, but, Unfortunately, uh, circumstances beyond my control don't allow me to be able to do that today. So I apologize. I would say I would make it up to you, but that's also probably not likely. Um, but Poch, I know you wanted a private dance. What I'll do is I'll just send you uh, a butthole pic. I will just call it even. All right. There you go. Uh, good to go. You're set. <laughs> Mark it down, Demata, Jared Taylor says. Yeah, Demata is the uh, show scribe. By the way, I can't touch this hand now. Or my phone. No, Now, you definitely never borrowed my phone before because obviously like most red-blooded Americans, I use it when I poop. But now, I really did shove it down my pants. I don't know why. I could have just pretended and no one would have known. But, But now... I don't know if that was worth the bit. Uh, all right, so what are we talking about today? Oh, I'm glad you asked, chat. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, we are talking um, NFL and the big game, Super Bowl, this Sunday. I kind of want to know: Do you guys have any food plans? Do you have any snack plans? Do you have any? Uh, you know, are are you doing anything cool? Are you are you planning any parties or what are you doing? I want to know. I want I want to I want to hear this. I've got to come up with a menu. Maybe you guys can. Uh, Help me come up with a menu. Hey, Homo Astros Fan. Thank you for the hundred bits, my friend. I don't know why those didn't fire off. There's something is weird, man. Something's so weird going on with V Mix. I'm fucking hating this because I was getting a bunch of echoes before and I had to go in and do some adjustments to stop that. And and now um I'm not I, I it worked, but then now like the uh nothing I can't hear anything. And I should be able to hear. I, it's driving me crazy. This bullshit with VMix, it is. It, it shouldn't be like this. I, I, it's driving me nuts. So if I miss any uh, stuff today, as far as bits or subs or follows or whatever, I promise you it's not intentional. It's just I can't hear, and maybe I might be looking away or something like that. So I'll try to keep up with it in the Twitch. Um, what is this called? Stream Manager. But I hate looking over there. That's a weird thing. I need to get this figured out. I need to, I need like a whole, I need a bigger monitor. Okay. Mixing some little smokies with barbecue sauce and brown sugar and doing some loaded fries or nachos. That sounds pretty good. But if I'm buying little smokies, I'm, I'm look, um, I, so your weight. So you're putting the little smokies on the loaded fries or nachos, or that's a separate thing. And you're having loaded fries or nachos. This is very important for me to understand. Um, When I'm buying the little smokies, um, I'm, I'm going all out pigs in a blanket. Maybe that's what I should request. Cause Nor's like, whatever you want, babe, since you're not streaming and it's whatever you want to eat. My sister-in-law, Nancy will probably come over and help Nor cook. So she's like, they're like, whatever menu you want, you tell us and we'll make it. And I'm like, really? They're like, yep, whatever you want. So I can just go with like my favorites, uh, you know what I mean, or I could I could go exotic and exquisite. And so yeah, maybe uh, maybe little Smokies is exotic and exquisite. Uh, but I anytime I buy those, we're doing pigs in a blanket. I was talking about that this Christmas. Like we never ever. Hey, what's up, Hugh Tex? We never ever um have pigs in a blanket except on holidays. Right? Like Thanksgiving and Christmas we always make a shit ton of pigs in a blanket which are most of my faves. We never make them the rest of the year. Why? Why is that? <laughs> you dab said a little Smokey, you talking to me? I don't understand why that is. It's uh it's a conundrum. So put in the chat what you're making, put in the chat the food that you're having. Um put in the yeah, let me know what's going on and um what your plans are. are you having a party? Are you doing any games? At your party, I want to hear all this. I need I need ideas, and and I just, I'm just, i curious to know what you guys do on the Super Bowl. So throughout, let me know. Maybe just put uh, put it in the hashtag, or I don't know. I'll try to keep up with the chat. Speaking of the chat, let's do this. Let's get to uh, the chat. It's how we always start the show. If you're not familiar with it, that is the shout-out to the chat, not the past tense of shit. And it's me saying hello to the people that make this show possible every day. You dorks. Uh, Alan Denson is in early. Was Alan Denson the first one in? I believe he was. Nope. It was Chris Reyes at 114. Mr. Reyes, congratulations. <laughs> Sir, you are the greatest decade in the history of the world for the next three hours. And then it's back to regular old ass Christopher Reyes. Uh, who else is in? Alan Denson was in early as was Brian Pettit who got in early. By the way, Brian sent me a bunch of dope ass, uh, stats and I didn't understand any of them. I mean, I just, he sent me like, I was like, I'm sure though, all this stuff is like really important, but, uh, I feel super stupid looking at this and not getting it. I just, I didn't get it. I was like, I don't, this is super complex or some shit. I don't know what kind of algorithmic, uh, uh, equations that shit was, but I was like uh, first in 1% of five, seven on first downs. And, and in the I was like, what the shit? Okay. Just tell me rushing yards and scores or some shit. Uh, but I appreciate the effort, Brian. I'm, I'm, uh, it, don't blame yourself. It was my dumb ass that I looked at him and I was like, I can't make heads or tails of this. Uh, but Brian is in early. Jeff Bell is here. Nightbot, that raggedy bitch showed up. Who else is here? Jared Taylor, what's up? FJ, my friend, how are you? Truck driver Pookie, you were not first. Aaron J. Bryant, how are you? Hello. Uh, really looking forward to your Falcons. I feel bad for Falcon fan. Like that, that's gotta suck. Uh Cisco was here. He said, Hi from high. I'm in a meeting, but B O D is in my pocket. on mute. Love y'all. God, I hope you don't unmute it. God, I w- I you know what? I take that back. I do hope you unmute by accident. Your phone's in your pocket. I'm just over here going. Bleh, 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 bleh. Whatever, whatever dumb should I say. Uh what's up, Cece? Good to see you. She said Laissez la bon temps roule or temps. I don't know. Happy berry Grow. Thank you, CC. <laughs> uh, Uriel Villanueva Was here. What's up, homie? Good to see you as well. Uh, who else showed up early? Just those folks chatting early. That's dope. Uh, Jen is here. Hello, Jen. How are you? Uh, thank you for all your assistance with the squares. Chat, can we pause for the calls, please? And give it up for Jen. Jennifer worked her ass off once again. On these Super Bowl squares, trying to make it as easy as possible for you guys to participate and have the opportunity to get in on some squares without breaking the bank. I mean, five bucks a is that's pretty, pretty decent. That's why we set it at that. But, I mean, there's a lot that goes into administering the squares for Barry on Deck because, you know, we're so popular and everybody wants in on it. Um, she has four boards that she had to keep up with and run. I want you to think about that for a second. She had to take payment for 400 different squares. She had to get payment from everybody that bought a square over four boards with 100 squares each. Some of you bought multiple, and I get it, that's fine, but that is still a ton of administrative overhead and keeping up on everything, and literally every person had to email her to get in. So if we had, you know, I mean, I don't know. What do, what do, how many, what's the average square that people buy? I'm curious. Um, maybe like four, maybe somebody spends 20 bucks and gets four squares. That's still a lot of emails and a lot of overhead and a lot of questions. And some of you guys are stupid as shit and probably couldn't figure it out. I'm going to, uh, not total Dallas. He's a teacher. He's pretty smart. I'm going to say maybe truck driver Boosie had problems. Um, He's stupid. Um, Clarence probably fucked some shit up. Um, buh, I'm gonna go Robert likes beer, probably tried to buy squares when he was drunk and as dumb as shit. And then, uh, let me look through the chat. Who else would be a dumbass and couldn't figure it out? Uh, no, FJ's pretty intelligent. Uh, oh, probably Reyes. Reyes is probably one of them. Um, uh, who else? Uh, <clears throat> No, Christy's pretty smart. What's up, Christy? Good to see you, sweetie. Uh, Jared's pretty smart. Yeah, um, that's probably it. That's probably a good start for the idiots that couldn't figure out squares or what to do. Uh, So thank you, Jen, for your uh, effort and your hard work on this. It's always appreciated. And I know it's a lot of overhead. I know it's a pain in the ass. But I appreciate you doing it for the community and the public at large. All right, back to the what's ups. Christy's here. Peep Dubs, what's up, man? Private hour from three to four, I wish. Pot, how are you? Um, good to see you, buddy. Hugh Tech CPA's in the building. Let's go. Oh, who else is here? I got Christy. How are you, sweetie? Philip Bernard, heartthrob, Rob PB, peanut butter's in the building. Uh, Homo Astros fan is here. Hello. Thank you for being here, man. I love it, man. He shows up. He he uh, sends 100 bits. It's dope. I appreciate that. Um, keeping in uh, the show going in support. Hugh texted I should ask for lobster rolls. I don't even, that doesn't sound good. I wouldn't even want that. Like, I don't want nothing fancy. I want to get, I want to eat a lot, but I don't want to, I don't want to choose shit that makes you feel full. Like, that's why the, the pigs in a blanket are so dope. I could eat like 70, 110,000 of those and never get full. It's crazy. Uh, who else is here? Alex. I think I got Alex already. What's up, uh, Alex Villanueva? It's a setup, very probably. Uh, Hugh Dab. Um, who else? Who else? I know there's more of you. I know. Hey, what's up, Keith Sager? There's Clarence. I want to see the top five film sessions of a film session. Yeah, I would like to see the top five film sessions. I don't know what those are. Um, One day, we should go get them all, every single one of them, and rate them. That seems like a lot of work. Uh, uh, SVG, what's up, pimp? Good to see you. Mark G, what's up? How are you? Uh, Alex said, Barry Grawl sounds like an STD. Okay, go, you know what? Kiss my ass, Potch. Alex Villalueva said, hashtag snacks, nachos, pizza, wings, only games I want is on the screen and all seven of my boards. Okay. Nachos, pizza, and wings. That's not bad. That's a pretty standard fare, right? Like I'll, I'll probably order pizza tonight cause I'm not going to have time to cook. So definitely won't be pizza on Sunday unless it's like homemade pizza, but we wouldn't do that. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, that's not a, that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty safe bet. I would have liked to have seen you get a little crazy, Alex. I know you do a little barbecue now and then I would have liked to have seen you, uh, you know, take a chance. I don't know. Some poutine or some shit. I don't know. Um, oh, let's see who else is here. FJ got Mark. What's up? Mine's good to see you, buddy. Can I rant? I-, I tell you what mine's you can rant all you want. It doesn't mean I'm going to read it all. And for God's sake, stop posting in all caps. I'm serious. Like, you can't do that in a chat. It's super fucking annoying if you're the only person posting in all caps. Okay? And the mods, uh, you got to get your shit together. We cannot allow Look at that. You cannot allow it. Hey, Choppa, what's up? Here up I see you with the shoe check. So, Mines, one, you were gone when I talked about your Toronto Raptors at the trade deadline. You missed all that. Um, but, yes, you can rant. But, for fuck's sake, turn off the caps locker the mods might have to time you out, okay? Um, who else is here? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, gracias Jen, there you go. And dumbass kept screwing up. Who? Oh, uh, no problem. Oh my God. Reyes <laughs> raised his hand. Clarence said, what did I do? A friend just made some smoked shotgun shells. What? They look delicious. Ground sausage cheese stuffed inside a manicotti shell wrapped in bacon oh we're screenshotting that that's it, what okay that sounds amazing we're gonna we're gonna start a notebook here or maybe just an email or some shit uh that that's that oh, dude that sounds so legit all right um that we got that we got that here uh let's see damn it cancel that um mine said i'm a dip then i mean look mines you can't uh, you know we can't make the show all about you when you show up everybody integrates into themselves and we talk about different things we you know we 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 act as a community we can't you can't just show up and be like make the show all about me for five to ten minutes and then bounce that's not fair to the rest of us that sit around listening to my stupid ass for three hours I want to talk Raptors if you want to talk Raptors, but you can't do all fucking caps and you can't come in and just demand attention every time. That's not okay. Minds. It's not okay. I love you, buddy. I appreciate you coming in, but you got to integrate. You show up, talk Raptors and bounce. That's not fair to everybody else. Cause quite honestly, minds, they don't give a fuck about the Raptors. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Um, And he said, oh, well, I'm leaving. That's the thing. If you, if I don't give minds or others their way, they pout and leave and never watch the show again. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to beg you to watch this fucking show. You either enjoy it or you don't. And you integrate in properly or you fucking don't. So, minds, bye. I mean, what the fuck you want from me? Uh, you can rant, just no yelling. Thank you, Podge. I thought I had Nightbot set up that it it wouldn't allow fucking all caps. I need to change that. I, if I if I don't, I need to fix that so that this all caps bullshit stops. Um, Jared said, "Mark, if you do it, let us know how it goes. Post it on the Discord." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do it too. Um, that it does sound amazing. What's up, the flips? Uh, flips No ass. What's up Flip? Good to see you, buddy. Uh Chapo, I owe you a shoe check, Chapo. God damn it, you. Now you with the caps lock, Chapo? I swear to God, I will shove this shoe up your digital butt if you don't knock that shit off. Uh all right. I'm rocking the Houston versus all y'all shirt and uh it's red and black and y'all know I matchy match. So here we go. Bam. Air Max red and black matchy match i think i might have wore all this shit last week i don't know i can't keep up i got too many fucking t-shirts and i just i don't know i recycle the same ones but i do like these because of the diamond pattern on them i think that's a pretty cool uh pattern on the toe box i think is what the cool kids call it it's got the it's got the pattern on the back too there it goes uh so yeah y'all know air max 90s are my faves as far as the air max and and low tops go i mean i like air force ones too but these are my faves so yeah i'm rocking them I don't know why they made them like that, but it was probably just a thing they were doing at the time. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm rocking. Chapo, good to see you. Thank you. Uh, always checking in on the shoes. I appreciate that, famo. Um, Barry the baddie. What's up, Hugh Dad? Thank you for that. What's up, D-Money? Uh, I'm a her. Um, All right. you my, Mine said my bad, Barry. It's all good, fam. It's all good. I, I, I appreciate you, man. I do. I love you to death. I want you to be here. I want you to fit in. Uh, I want you to integrate. And uh yeah, we're uh, we're we're glad to have you as a member of this community. Uh, who else is here? Mark said I screen spotted and plan on making it. Okay. Dope. Hugh Def said shotgun sh- shotgun shells are overrated. I mean, I don't know. It sounds pretty damn good to me, bro. Uh good because I will need your help, Potch. On what? On on what? On what? Christy said, Barry, can I Photoshop a picture of you? I mean, look, I'll say this. I'm all down for a good ribbon. I'll I'll say this. Yes, Christy, I love you. If you want to Photoshop a picture of me, do it. Uh, I'll say this, that there's a, you know, some people go too far and uh, are mean about it. And I don't think that you would do that. But, like, is really good at making it fun and funny, and I always enjoy hers. But occasionally I'll get one from somebody, and I'm like, nope, you're just being a dick. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know why like I don't know why people think that I would be okay with just all out being embarrassed or um you know being made a fool of, but that's certainly not my jam. I'm not again. I'm not saying you would do that. I'll give you an example. Um, at the uh at the last Hop Scholar, my mom and Chris Reyes and a few of the other deckheads had formulated this plot about getting some pictures of me when I was a baby, and putting them up for auction or sell at the Barry on deck streamathon, and everybody was laughing and you know, it was kind of this devious plot and plan. And I was like, look, I want you guys to understand something. I could take a joke like the rest of us, but I won't be made a fool of. And I told my mom, I'm not doing this. I'm not fucking playing this. You guys need to knock this shit off. Um, we're not just going to embarrass the shit out of Barry and you know, everybody laugh at him. I've always said there's a difference between laughing with me and laughing at me. And uh, I ain't that cat. I don't want to be made a fool of. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-mm, no, 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 don't like it Um, unless I ask for it. Like if I was like, hey, you know what we should do? Find the most embarrassing picture of me as a child and auction it and then let's do it. But you don't get to just be fucking assholes and embarrass me for no reason. No, I can do that on my own. Um, what else we got? <laughs> Barry, the baddie, um, it's all right. Barry, the real ones will bring more in. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, pretty sure he's gone. No, I think he was still here. Um, pot is going to help. Okay. That's not good. It doesn't mean we don't love you. We just hate the Raptors. <laughs> okay. There's that too. That's tough love. CC. That's tough love uh let's see are you from houston v710 wants to know yeah man uh born and raised yeah but this show is done in houston and uh yeah born and raised here from houston so there you go yes i'm sure you have some wonderful things to say about the astros don't you v710 by the way welcome to the show uh that was not your first chat so that's good you're back welcome back all right, uh, what's up? Hey, Sus, good to see you. All right, let's get the show rolling, man. We got a lot of shit to do. Hello, my sweet, sweet Donna, How are you? Ivan, what's up, pimp? It's good to have you in and back. Hey, got the red and black Air Max. Ah, uh, yeah, you knew it. See, I'm, I'm too predictable. I need to get more shoes. All right, let's start with our sports headlines and roll. And here's your sports headlines for the day. Hey, if you're a Houston Texans fan, guess what? I got great news. They hired their defensive coordinator. Matt Burke, uh, former defensive coordinator for <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. Um, I read, I didn't, I'll be honest with you. I had no idea who the hell Matt Burke was. I was like, okay, what does this mean? What is this? Um, Not the most impressive resume. Not the most Um. Let me just read you what ESPN wrote about it. Because I would be dead-ass lying to you, Chad, if I said I knew a lot about Matt Burke. I know next to nothing about this dude. But this was the article that was written about him. Texans reached a deal with Matt Burke. It was unclear whether the new Texans coach, D'Amico Ryans, or Burke will call the defensive plays. But after I read this to you, I think I know how you would vote. Burke, 46-bit, the 2022 season as the Cardinals defensive line coach. He served as a defensive coordinator for Miami from 2017 to 2018 under Adam Gase. Um, uh, where'd it go? While the Dol- while with the Dolphins, Burks' units never finished higher than 27th in scoring defense, giving up 24.6 points per game and uh, 27.1 in 2018. So that's the two, that's the the two years he was there. They gave up 24.6 and 27.1. Over those two seasons, the Dolphins ranked 26 in pressure rate, 29th in sacks and yards per play, and 31st in uh rushing yards allowed. Super. I wonder though, if this was one of those hires where D'Amico's like, hey, I got this. I just need an assistant. Like, come on, bro, I'll teach you how to actually be a good DC. I just need an assistant that kind of, you learn from me. You know what I mean? You, you, I'll teach you how to do this the right way, but boy, the resume of the new defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans is not, I repeat, not impressive. And, and in the same article and other sources have said it, they're actually looking at uh, Cliff Kingsbury is in town. Yeah. The former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals that was run out of town on a rail as well. Uh, He's in town, and there are discussions uh, that he might be being interviewed by the Houston Texans. Could he be their uh, offensive coordinator? Could he be a QB coach or a a special assistant? I don't know. Uh, The article says Texas native and former uh, Texas Tech quarterback and head coach Kingsbury um, was in Houston on Friday to speak about a job on Ryan's coaching staff. I guess Thailand's getting old for old cliff already. I don't know why you would hire two people from the same organization and the same staff that flopped. It would be the most Texans thing ever. Uh, Nonetheless, I'm not looking forward to it. That's not a good first hire in my opinion, but what do I know? I don't know shit about the guy. Maybe he's considered to be a brilliant mind and maybe, uh, maybe just maybe, he just got a raw deal when he was in Miami. Heartthrob, are you still here, Philip Barnard? Are you still here? Because I bet Heartthrob knows a little bit about Matt Burke and his time in Miami. Heartthrob's our resident Dolphin fan. He could probably fill us in. Um, Let's see. Uh, I'm making bacon-wrapped jalapenos using cream cheese and chopped biscuit mix. That sounds good. Barry, I found a Houston Astros hat on the side of the road today. Okay, don't rub it in, Brian. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Um, What is this? A1 Flip C. I don't know what that is. Uh, Damn, Cam said some anti-gay stuff. I missed it. Yeah, Chapo, he did. Uh, what's up, Perry? It's good to see you, homie. Thanks for being here. I appreciate the lurk, man. Thank you, uh, as always, for that. Uh, he, Cam was helping your fantasy team. Well, here's what happened. So, Cam Thomas has been fined $40,000 for an anti-gay remark he made during an interview. This is what happened. Um, oh, look what uh, he did when Cliff was with AM. and m True. Uh, Harttop said he's present. Harttop, you know anything about this Matt Burke character? He's the new DC for the uh, Houston Texans. Should we be worried? Mm. All right, so Cam Thomas, this is what happened. There was some discussions about the trades and... Um, I want to say it was Kyrie that said it, but there was some, like, somebody said something about, well, we got the better end of the deal, but those guys were better looking or something to that effect about the trade with Brooklyn. And um Cam Thomas just basically was asked about that in an interview, and jokingly, he was like, yeah, man, I don't know about all that. Like, we already had a bunch of good-looking dudes, no homo. And he was fined 40K because guess what? You don't say that in 2023. I ain't going to lie. Uh, have I ever not said that? No, I used to say that. It's, it's not okay anymore, but it is something that I had said in the past and learned the error of my ways. So fined 40K. I loved, hold on, let me find his response. Uh, you dab said I stand with Cam. Um, well, I don't know that he needs you to stand with him. I mean, this is not—you know—he's not, you know, not being—he's not getting the electric chair. This is a forty thousand dollar fine. This is what happened. This is how ESPN reported it. Uh, he was fined forty k for derogatory and disparaging language. Thomas was interviewed by TNT on the court alongside new teammate Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, hold on. Let me pull this up here. Following the Nets 116-105 victory two days earlier, Dinwiddie had joked with the media in the wake of the Kyrie Irving trade with the Mavs that while the Nets might not have acquired the most talented players in the deal, which include Dorian Finney-Smith going to Brooklyn, they did get, quote, the best looking. Uh, And the Nets needed some help in that department, Dinwiddie said. So Dinwiddie was like, yeah, we're here. We're good looking. We're helping these old ugly uh, dudes. So asked by TNT about Dinwiddie's comment, Cam Thomas said post game, we already had good looking guys, no homo. And that got in trouble and that got him to fine. And this was Cam's uh, response. And I actually, I I think this is how you handle it, right? Like you don't try to walk it back and like, well, uh, you know, I, I uh, some of my best friends are gay or, you know, you don't do that. And you also don't be like, I'm so sick of this woke ideology. And, this goddamn blah 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 like okay stop that too um you, you, you this is what he said and I thought he handled it well he said i want to apologize for the insensitive word i used in the post game interview i was excited about the win and was being playful i definitely didn't intend for to offend anyone but i realize that i probably did my apologies again much love i mean people are going to always break these down when you're apologizing for fucking up and 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 I'm sure somebody would be like, I probably did. No, you definitely did. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. Okay, he knows what he did. He's literally said he apologizes. Because a lot of times you'll get that and be like, man, um, I certainly didn't mean to use an insensitive word. That's not an apology, right? And that's what some people will do. And then some people will go over the top and be like, you know, uh, just just overdo um, the apology. And I, I really think this was a even-killed way to handle it. I'm sorry, I got caught up in the moment. I certainly didn't mean to offend anybody. I know it was offensive, and I apologize. Much love, everybody. Like, that's, yeah, you fucked up. It's okay. It's a, new, it's a brave new world we live in in 2023. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you get in trouble for shit. I said the R word the other day, not intentionally, not out of spite or hate or or to be offensive. Um, You know, I mean, these, there were some things growing up that we just said. And we didn't mean it in a terrible way. Uh, And we're all learning together how to uh, be more uh, sensitive and appropriate in a public setting. And so, yeah, and that's not an okay thing to say now. You know, like there are a lot of words that are not okay to say now, but I think he handled it well. I think he handled it with grace. And uh, 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 hopefully, you know, he learned a lesson and uh, it doesn't happen again with him. And I I don't think it will. Um CC said yuckberry. Yuckberry, what? What is yuck? What is yuck? Is that my opinion that he handled it okay, or that I accidentally said the R word. Um yeah, and it was just one of those things where I meant to, you know, I was basically saying that is stupid, or that's a that's dumb, or that's and I said it. I I I I I owned it. I own it. And I certainly don't, you know, subscribe to that. Look, there was a lot of shit growing up that we said. See, 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 I'm sure there was shit, inappropriate shit that you used to say. Right? Like, I'll give you a good example. This is, and, and, you know, this is whatever. We'll probably get canceled for this. That's okay. Um, I mean, growing up back in the day, you could be like, that's okay. And that was certainly not meant to be offensive. Um, although now we know that it is. And that was something that I used to just say. A lot of us did, especially the the people that I ran with, my friends. Like, that was nothing. That was the that was uh, the subtle way of saying it. So, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> CC said, "Have you met my mom?" Okay, fair. I I I bow to your per- perfectness, CC, that you've never said anything inappropriate. <laughs> I I'm just saying, like, growing up as a kid born in the '70s grew up in the 80s and 90s um you know immersed myself in hip hop culture for the the vast majority of my high school days and beyond and um you know there were just things that were acceptable and not and and most of that shit was not off limits and we said shit now there was never stuff that i said growing up that was like racist or uh you know shit like that but it's a different time, and uh, you can't say certain things. So you've got, you know, you, 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 you learn and grow and become a better person, and I think that's what Cam Thomas did, and and I think that's what we're all trying to do in a certain way. Uh, what does the say? What he said is on Talking NBA on Twitter. Oh, okay. Would have rewarded if he had said yes. No, probably not. Uh, he apologized and got fined. That's just how that works, though, Flip. You're, they're going to fine him no matter what. And he and he probably apologized after it was brought to his attention. Again, like, you know, a guy like Cam Thomas probably didn't think twice about it and didn't mean to be offensive and wasn't trying to be some raging uh, homophobic asshole or something like that. It was just, just something you, people used to say. And um, they probably were like, oh, hey, by the way, you've been fined. And he was like, what? Oh shit, I didn't even realize that. That's my bad. And he probably apologized and that was the end of it. So um yeah, but what happened if he said no, then we got questions? I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Um oh if he didn't say No, that's not. That's silly, Matthew. Um Burke only spent like two seasons in Miami before he went to Arizona. Don't know how great, uh, don't know a great deal about it. Well, that tells you a lot uh, that if a diehard Dolphins fan didn't know about their DC. <laughs> um, Let's see what he said is on talking. Okay, I got that. Hey, what's up, Jake Ross? Uh, they show the interview, but I guess the this was so Chapo said. I don't think that's anti-gay. He didn't say I hate certain type of people. I'm not saying what he said was right, but I think it got, uh, it got taken away out of context. Um, I don't know if it was taken out of context, but I think that, you know, it certainly wasn't meant in the context of hate speech offensive. Yeah. Hate speech. Nah. And that's two different things. And I, I think honestly that some people, um, look there there's, I I was, I got into it today on Facebook and not really got into it, but, um, I, I, I talked a little shit as I'm prone to do on occasion, a comedian friend of mine was talking about how there's going to be a protest at the Super Bowl because uh, indigenous peoples are uh, upset that the Kansas City Chiefs and their fan base do the chop. They say that that's offensive to uh, Native Americans and indigenous people in this country, and they don't like it, and they, they think it should be banned and not allowed, and so they're going to protest. And, of course, he posted about it, because he's a Chiefs fan and his wall was littered littered with um all kinds of ignorance and people just spewing nonsense about woke ideology and I just got to say this um I am uh, I I I pride myself on um trying to approach things with an open mind. I think a lot of you know how I lean when it comes to uh social discourse and 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 discussions and especially involving race um i i fully confess to be super liberal in that regard i feel like if it, a lot of people want to use the term woke or woke ideology as an excuse to say awful shit my real point about it to him and to you is that you don't get to tell other people what is and what isn't offensive to them I am sure that the same guy in that Facebook thread that said, I'm so sick of the woke agenda, which, by the way, if I feel like if you use shit like woke agenda, woke ideology, um, you probably didn't come up with that on your own. You were told that or read that somewhere else, and you've adopted that as your slogan because your party or a person you follow uh, suggested it. Just my opinion. I will say... That, uh, it, you, unfortunately you don't get to say what is and what is not offensive. You don't get to say what is Dick Willie. Listen, man, I'm gonna need you to calm down. I'm gonna need you to calm down. Uh, don't listen. Don't, don't, don't do this. Don't make this. Um, I'm, I'm trying to have a discussion, a rational adult discussion. I don't need you spewing, um, you know, nonsense and bullshit in the chat. All right. Let's just be an adult about this. Let's have a rational conversation and not you flying off the handle and other people flying off the handle and, um, you know, just spewing a bunch of bullshit. Okay? Um, so, uh, yeah. It just Let's just have a rational fucking adult conversation. But my point was, and my point is... None of us get to say what is offensive to other people. Like, I'm sure, Dick Willie, you find certain things offensive. Maybe it's if somebody were to kneel during the national anthem, uh, you would find that offensive to the military, right? Or maybe somebody says defund the police. People might think that's offensive to police officers. Uh, Oh, don't give me that shit, Dick Willie. I know you find shit offensive. There's no way. There's no way that you don't find something offensive. That somebody couldn't say something where that would piss you off. There's just that's just how people operate. That's how people operate. Okay.
2: Chris Chris Mina. Chris Mina just timed
1: out Dick Willie. Christopher Mina. Thank you, buddy. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Oh my god, that is so funny fucking hilarious um that is so funny that is just hilarious so yeah i mean dick willie you you lost it and you just bro this is why this is let me tell you something i love a good conversation about politics and race and everything else but it has to be somewhat rational you can disagree with me but like when you see this kind of response as soon as I bring it up and you just start seeing, need to start white man out scalp, liberal means open minded leftist twat suck, AOC told them about wokeness, blah blue. Like, bro, that's that's just just a fucking wrong reaction. Like you're so sensitive. Like, like you, you can't even have a rational conversation without immediately flooding the chat with nonsense. Like, how about disagree? That's just an easy one word way to be an irrational adult and disagree with me, which I don't want you guys to agree with me on everything. I, in fact, I don't fucking need you guys to just, to agree with me on everything. I don't give a shit. I believe certain things. I feel a certain way. I talk about it. You believe certain things, you feel a certain way, feel free to talk about it. What I won't allow is that ridiculous nonsense that some of the shit that goes on in the chat. Like you're not just going to sit there and come in and 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 talk crazy talk about other people and shit. And that goes both ways. So say what you feel, say what you want, but do it as a fucking rational adult, not some weirdo just flying off the handle. <laughs> Nonetheless, Barry, thanks for the koozie and the sticker that I got today. Uh, Oh, nice, dude. Uh, Yeah, man, thank you for being a Patreon member, buddy. I I really appreciate the support of the show, really. Uh, And Christopher Mina's fucking hilarious for timing out Dick Willie right there. Um, It's funny how Stay Woke grew from a young Hispanic girl's T-shirt line to what it is now. Is that really where it started? I had no idea. I had no idea where it started. Uh, I just think it's a ridiculous excuse. I do, and I, I, I will fully, and I will, I will always say this, and you know, I'm sure that every time this comes up, I end up losing followers or viewers or whatever, and that's fine. I am again, I'm not gonna talk politics all the time, and I'm certainly not gonna compromise my my personal values. But um, <laughs> I, Mina TX said Dick really is poor marine. They're not actually the same person. And believe it or not, like they will always behind the scenes message me, be like, hey Amen, I'm sorry. I, you know, I freaked out or whatever. And it's cool. Like i I get it. I just, you know, if you're going to act like that, I'm certainly going to call you out. I'm certainly going to, to, to let you know that that's not okay and, and, and it's inappropriate or not appropriate for my show, my show and this channel. Um, <laughs> Chapo, uh, he's just a troll. Don't waste your time and energy on him. CC, thank you for the welcome. Uh, CC said, oh nine 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 oh nine 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 nine. I don't know what that is, CC. <laughs> what that is? I have no idea what that is. Um, oh, don't validate it. No, I mean, look, I don't mind. You know, I, I just. Let's just have a rational conversation. But my point is heck this. Yeah. You don't get to tell other people what's offensive to them. Like, you may not agree yeah. with it, and that's fine, but you certainly don't get to say, that's not offensive. Heck
2: yeah! It,
1: it, it probably is to them. So what is, you know, heck yeah. again, everybody has something that offends them. Everybody. Heck, you heck yeah! You just don't get to pick and choose what that is. And Chris made <laughs> Thank you for the five community subs, buddy. I appreciate that. Who got it? Who got them? Who got them? Let's see here. I know what y'all are doing, by the way. You're trying to change the subject because this is uncomfortable for you, and I don't give a shit. You know, I, I, I'll read all this. I'll go right back to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll read all these. We'll do this, and then I'll get back to it. Like, let's. You know what? It's okay. We can have some uncomfortable conversations sometime. Um, but Mina TX, buddy, thank you. <laughs> Eric Burgess got a sub. Uh, heatless heatless for the win got a sub. IJA carroted, I don't know, got a sub. 1D928 <laughs> got a sub. Only Mavs Fans 5 got a sub, so I appreciate that. Uh, also, Donna, excuse <laughs> me, <my sweet laughs> Donna with the 45 biddies. Thank you. And Joel Hernandez with the 69. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Me <laughs> that, I'm not trying to change the subject. Well, I appreciate you, fam. Thank you so much. Uh, but, no, that was the whole point of the Cam Thomas thing. In the yeah. I wasn't even going to get into that, but just remember, everybody has something that offends them, and you don't get to choose that. Okay? That's just how it is. And we'll skip all the other shit that I was going to say. It's fine. You guys win. Fine. If it's too uncomfortable Heck for yeah. you guys to have adult conversations, then fine! Total Dallas, thank you for the reset. <laughs> one year can you believe we've been at this one year now wow we've been monetized for a whole last year that's dope um let's see here what did i miss boop boop oh mark said nah they are separate people dick is way worse is dick willie that bad i'm guessing he's a holdover from like the old um or not the old but the espn 97.5 chat is that is that where he came from a lot of you guys uh, we'll bring up some of them folk, and they were pretty toxic. I guess they came over with Josh Ennis. Um, but I don't mind. I Look, just because you guys don't like them, I'm not going to ban them from the chat. I'm not going to not allow them to be here until they do some shit that I don't allow. And so that's my stance on it. Like Dick Willie and poor Marine and all the guys that a lot of you reached out to and be like, oh, bro, don't. I'm like, Mm-mm. no, as long as they fucking act accordingly in, in this on this show and in my chat, we're good. Y'all may not like them, but it's not until they do some shit that I feel like is a detriment to the community or a detriment to the show. Like what just happened. Um, Do you have a UFC 248 prediction for tomorrow? Biggest fight of the year going down. Matthew, I, I hate to tell you this, buddy, but I am ashamed, in fact, to tell you that I don't even know who's on the fucking card. Isn't that sad? I mean, I'm a dude who lived and breathed MMA for years and I don't even know who's on this fucking card. That's how little I pay attention to it nowadays. And I, I, I am ashamed and I should be ashamed. I'm pulling up the card right now. And, dude, I haven't watched a lot of these cats um, in a very, very long time. Now, what I will do on occasion is I'll sit down and watch one of these cards and comment and give opinions on the fights as they occur. But I watch it so little these days that I don't have a good educated opinion on a lot of these fights. I may know some of the older heads um it, that are that are fighting but again that, it's changed so much and they've they've probably changed so much so i wish i could tell you dude i i keep threatening to commit back to mma specifically watching the ufc and uh by doing that i feel like boy i could grow a whole different kind of audience and uh have a niche a niche down and all that shit but i just got so burned out on it, as i was talking about yesterday it's not my thing i can't bring myself back to it fully well, maybe one day I will. I don't know. Uh, you can't be national with the fringe on either side or rational. Uh, Cece that I'm driving. It was supposed to be 100. Oh, I love you, boo-boo. Don't worry about it. I appreciate you. Uh, hey, b Hannon, thank you for the 100 bits. Oh, shit, we got a hype train already? Holy shit, that is outstanding. Oh, see, I can't yeah. even have
2: a hype train. Is it going right?
1: by me if we do a shot. Uh, I can't believe Dick really even watched this show with all the shit he talked in the past. Oh, about me? Yeah, yeah. He's totally uh, talked to a, a gang of shit about me. And again, that's fine. Yeah, there. I know there are several people in here that have talked shit about me in the past. I get it. You know? But you come here and you, you act cool and that's fine. So that's why, you know, yeah, I never ran him off. I knew. Come on, you don't think I don't know? I know. Tom Brady News just reported. What, Matthew? What? Hey, cheers to you guys, man. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Happy Friday. Happy Super Bowl weekend. I still want to know what snacks you're going to make and eat and all that. I love you guys. Thank you for this dope-ass hype train. Um, yep. Yeah, happy, fuck, I don't know. All right. Cheers,
2: Alan, thank you to, the door, bitch.
1: cheers to you guys, man. Cheers.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, it's just not getting better. It's just, it's just not getting better. Ugh. Ugh. That's awful. Uh, I feel like I'm missing some shit in the chat, but if I did, that's my bad. Um, mm. uh, Jeez, I just stepped away. came back to total wine order and hell breaks loose. Yeah, it was, uh, it got a little nutso. It got a little Crazy. Uh oh, a shoe check. I already did the shoe check, Poch. I did it. Uh the red and black Air Max. So yeah. But nah, no, I appreciate you keeping up with me. Uh it's the number one pound for pound versus number two. Damn, see? Bro, I'm so out of it. So it's John Jones versus No, I'm just kidding. Um, I need to be more, especially do with all I'm the I sit here. If I named everybody I knew. That is a current or former UFC fighter, uh, all the judges and people within the TDLR, um, people within the UFC organization, local MMA, I guess a lot. And I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the truth. And yeah, I do nothing with it. Like a fool, like a fool. Um, some days he's a good guy, the other days he's a loose turd. And that's that's okay. That's okay. Maybe he's got uh something wrong with it. Barry, have you ever watched King of the Streets, No rules, Street Fighting on Concrete? I have not. Is that the shit that like uh Kimbo Slice used to do? I don't really get into that kind of fighting. I like MMA. I used to be a big boxer. Um I used to be a, a, a big boxer, a big boxing fan. And then I, a buddy of mine got me into K1 and Bob Sapp. And I watched that, which kind of led to, to MMA and got into that. And uh, once I really got into MMA and, and Don King was kind of had a stranglehold on boxing, I fell out of love with boxing and fell in love with MMA. And a buddy of mine asked me to start a website covering local MMA and the rest is history. Uh, but I didn't really get into it. In fact, in fact, and we'll we'll get to the finish up the headlines and keep rolling here and do some Super Bowl talk in a second in fact um i don't even like this new power slap league bullshit that dana white has i don't like it i think it's stupid i think it's dumb what there's no there's no um there's no strategy really there's no like it this is a this is all offense this is literally like if nfl football or NBA basketball or, you know, I guess in a way you really couldn't do it in baseball. I guess you just didn't have any uh, outfielders or infielders, just a pitcher and a batter. But even then you can strike the guy out. This is like if there, no defense was played in the NFL, it was just the offense lined up. And did you score like that's what this is? It's I don't like it. I think it's 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 stupid. It is uh it's a it's a waste of time. And it's dumb, like, if you're into, like, the brutality of it and all that, cool, but I just don't even think it's, it's, it's a good watch. I mean, I watch it, I'm like, what is these guys doing? The very first thing you learn is defense when you learn how to fight. Like, you learn how to put your hands up and your chin down and protect yourself, and, and then you learn techniques on how to throw punches and shit, and I just, it seems silly to me. It's just dudes getting knocked out left and right where's the fun in that? If there's no defense, if the knockout is expected, so yeah, I don't give a shit about that power slap league. Um, I, I want to, um, I want to, I want to enjoy a fight from an offensive and defensive perspective. I don't know. A lot of people want, you know, don't like to see a fight go to the ground, but that's okay. I, I'm into, uh, uh, Brazilian jujitsu and all that. So I, I, I dig it. I, I enjoy the sport of MMA. I don't enjoy slap fighting or whatever the fuck it's called. Um I, I know I do know John Jones is fighting soon, yeah, for sure. Uh let's see. The salute, appreciate, respect the shit out of you, Barry. Thank you, Chapo. I appreciate you as well, my friend. Um didn't we know this already? What? Who finalizes retirement? Oh, 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 oh. Tom. Old Tom Brady, yeah. Sean, good lord. <laughs> Alright, um, eye gouging, head butts, head stomping, they're all okay. Yeah, bare knuckles is another one I don't watch, and I know a couple of guys that fought and fight in bare knuckles. Don't give a shit. It's just not my thing, so. Most violent shit I've ever seen. Oh, okay. Uh, what's up, Dr. Duran 290? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, let's see, I watched this doctor dude on YouTube, and he was saying how dangerous it is. Oh, the slap fighting is super dangerous. It's dumb. Like you, there's a, you know, like the, the, the constant knockouts. And uh, I mean, we've talked on this show in the past about the jawline and that's how you get knocked out. Cause what happens when you get knocked out is that when you get hit in the jaw or whatever, sometimes behind the ear. But what happens is when that, when it hits your, 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 uh, your brain basically shakes inside of your cranium. And that's what sends you out. It, shit gets touched in a way, I don't know, not like, you know, like a weird Catholic priest or anything, but like, it, it, like your brain, something happens and you go night-night. And that's the scary thing is that that happens on occasion, but you're able to defend against it and, you know, Bro, this, they make you hold your hands behind your back just to deliberately get knocked out. They've, this would be the equivalent as if, if NASCAR just basically said, all right, we've got a new racing sport. And what it is is you get the car going as fast as it can go and then you drive into a wall. That's literally what the fuck they're doing in this bullshit slap fight leagues. That's what this is. Everybody get their cars going as fast as possible and then just run into a wall. I don't know why people are getting so hurt and shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, it's going to happen in a race just like knockouts happen in an MMA fight, but it's just not the same. So, I don't know. I don't dig it. Um, They want more knockouts, the the dunks and three-pointers and touchdowns, youngsters. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. The tortilla slab, that would be, I'd rather watch that. I get it. That's, I know that's what they want. But if you just if there was just a whole basketball league of dunks, uh, no one's going to watch that all the time. So I don't know. It's just super dangerous. Not a fan. I'd like to see Josh Ennis in the slap fight show. Barry, don't be bringing house into this conversation. Uh, I don't even like UFC. I'm definitely out on slap league. All right. I want to see a slap fight between Barry and that Sonic car hop that stiffed him on his change a while back. She would probably win. She had big... Forearms, so Barry, you got any bets on the Super Bowl? I do, as a matter of fact. I don't. I'm not doing a bunch of props, um, but let's get into it. Let me finish these headlines, and then we'll get into uh, Super Bowl bets. Wow, I totally didn't get to hear the stinger fire off. That's this is such bullshit. Hold on. Nope, still didn't work. Now I got to go back and fix all these. I hate this so damn much. All right, uh, last two headlines. OU and UT have officially secured an early exit from the Big 12. It was supposed to happen in 2025. They'll now be, this will be their last season upcoming in 2023, uh, and they're out, so good for them. And then the SEC can, um, now they can move forward with 16 teams in the SEC, and the Big 12 can scramble around and figure out whatever the hell they're going to do. Um There's that. Patrick Mahomes has won the MVP. In fact, I have all of the awards, if you care, if you're interested. Uh, The NFL honors went down. Patrick Mahomes, I know that's hard to read, but the the way Canva made this for me sucks, okay? What else do you want from me? Uh, But I'll read it to you. Patrick Mahomes is your MVP of the NFL, second one in six seasons. He's already on an elite list of uh, two-time MVP candidates or more. Um, but needless to say, the dude is tracking to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in the NFL. So wins another MVP. Offensive player of the year is the Vikings Justin Jefferson. Defensive player of the year, the Niners, Nick Bosa. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, Jets wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. Defensive rookie of the year, Jets cornerback, Sauce Gardner. Good thing the Texans didn't get him. I mean, I don't know. It's hindsight's 2020. 20. But, but look at the Jets, both the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. I mean, the Jets should be winning the next seven Super Bowls, at least starting in a couple years. Uh, comeback player of the year, no surprise here. Seahawks' Geno Smith. I mean, duh, who else are you going to give it to? Coach of the year was, This kind of surprised me, Giants head coach Brian Dabble was your NFL head coach of the year. I mean, I guess I, I, there were a plethora of others. I would have went with Uh assistant coach of the year was the 49ers defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. Now you're Houston Texans head coach and your Walter Payton man of the year was Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. So there you go. There was all the NFL honors, uh, that went down. Uh, Chris Olave got robbed. Diddy though. Dead eight like saucy. I think they did a great job on the awards this year. I didn't even watch it. Uh, I just picked up the scope. I was like, all right, just give me the data. I'm not going to watch all that shit. Eh. I can't get into that shit. And then I'm just like, I just do other shit. Um, Afternoon drinks with Dre. Enjoying the show. Nice February Friday afternoon. Sure, why not? Dude, good for you, P. Randizzle. I got to say, P. Randizzle is a hardworking man. And um, it's I I enjoy I know you bust your ass and do a lot of uh, uh you know he's a he's an entrepreneur and he's he's busy busy with a lot of shit but I I appreciate uh, I appreciate that you find some time for yourself and and some time to relax so good for you man you got to do that Trey said rock and berry shirt with the custom Air Force ones let's go oh. Hey, speaking of that, couple things. One, I want to say, again, thank you to Jen for the uh, for administering the squares. All four boards are full. We have no more squares. We're not doing a fifth board, so stop asking. I still have people texting me about getting on the squares. Um, we won't be doing another board. Four is enough to, to manage, and she's going to be paying out every quarter, so keep your numbers with you if you have squares, and at the end of each Heck quarter, yeah. check... And if you win, uh, she'll pay you at the end of the Back quarter. In. So that's super dope. Oh, my God. Patrick
2: Randall,
1: thank you for the five Back in.
2: gifted subs.
1: shit. Oh, badass. Who's getting them? Katie Holmes got a sub. Let's go. Uh, so Chris Mina has gifted five subs. And now P. Randizel with five gifted subs. And they go to Brady Betts. It's Chewy. What's up, Chewy? Cool. Oh, Cody. Uh, just a lot of O's. Uh, KB Holmes got a sub and Sorcerer Jen Hugh got a sub. I appreciate that. You're a hardworking man and uh, buddy, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, all right, so squares going to be paid out at the end of the quarter, so make sure you check your numbers. Um, y- the way you paid is how you'll be paid. So if you Venmoed her the cash for your squares, you will get paid in Venmo. Hey, Tiago,
2: thank you for the follow.
1: Uh, if you, you know, zelled it to her, then so. If you send her Bitcoin, she's going to pay you in Bitcoin. I know. You know, if you paid her in sheep and drachma, well, you're going to get your winnings in sheep and drachma. So there you go. That's how she's going to pay you. Uh, also, I, as I mentioned before, if you're a Patreon member, we had a Patreon only squares board just for our Patreon members. And um, we will be doing a special drawing on the show on Monday, and we'll have the board on there. It'll all be random. It'll all be selected at random. We'll have all the names. We'll already have known who's won the money. But what we'll do is we're going to select six random names from the Patreon-only board, and you'll win cash and prizes and fun stuff. Just for saying thank you for being Patreon members. So that's what we're going to do on Monday post-Super Bowl. Okay? So that's going to go down on Monday, so look out for that. Uh, and remember I'm not doing a show this year I did it the last two years but gonna take the time and spend it with the wifey and relax and I don't know maybe I'll smoke two cigars
2: (laughs) I'm crazy
1: but yeah gonna take some time and enjoy it Um, All right, what I miss Jen's paying after every quarter is better than my other connection Jen don't fuck around bro Jen don't fuck around Uh, let's see. Well, it's better than being Mills Mafia. I would agree with that. Kelly Clarkson was the biggest winner. I don't know what that means. There was a guy that had a $3 parlay that lost $1 because of Olave. Damn. Are the numbers drawn? Shit, I need to log in and get screenshots. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I think she's going to do it. I don't know. Jen will tell you when she probably told you already and you forgot. Uh, NBA all-star game is going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah. Be there. No, no, thanks. I won't watch the NBA all-star game. I mean, I hope you guys know that, right? Don't expect me to come back on this show after the all-star game in the NBA and be like, Hey, this is what I thought. Fuck that game. The NBA all-star game is trash. Trash trash and i really don't give a shit anymore about the dunk contest and the three-point contest and the skills competition i just don't give a fuck anymore about any of that it's the nfl to me it's garbage it's trash i won't watch it i refuse to watch it it's ridiculous no thank you i won't do it now i will say if they wanted to switch it up and do be different Be different than the NFL because the NFL is like, let's do flag football, make it fun and skills competitions and yada, yada, yada. Look, here's what I think. One, maybe, you know, to appeal to the younger audience and the younger generation, maybe have them play NBA 2K against each other, right? All the all-stars. Second thing is, damn all that skills competition. Damn flag football, damn a fake, you know, horse or any of that bullshit, although horse might be kind of fun. How about this? How about you do a professional slap fight league? How about we do a hot dog eating contest? You know, um, it's like a glizzy dunk contest. How many glizzies can you dunk in your face? Um, Maybe we do like, um, I don't know, robot wars where NBA players are given a bunch of machinery. They have to build a robot and then fight each other with that. Uh, so I would even settle for like the sumo suits. I would, I would love that. Put Jokic in a fucking sumo suit and let him go up against Alpern Shingun. Uh, yes, please. Otherwise man, fuck that NBA all-star game. This is boring, boring. I would rather watch turtles fuck than watch the NBA all-star game. I'm dead ass serious. I would rather watch old people fall down. I'd probably laugh, which is not nice. Let's be honest, though. Old people falling is kind of funny. And and I know, I know a lot of you are going to be like, oh, Barry, that is not okay. Bitch, you know you watched America's Funniest Home Videos and laughed your ass off every time old people fell down. They would do whole montages of old people falling. So don't come at me with that bullshit about, oh, well, that's not okay. Bullshit. All people falling is hilarious. As long as they don't like break a hip and die. Just fall. It's funny. What do you want from me? So I would, I would, I would rather, I don't know. I'd rather fucking, I'd ra- I don't know. I'd rather anything than the NBA all-star game. Uh, no one watches that. You hater. What Mark said? The NHL all-star game sucked this year. Oh, yeah. Well, it's usually good. Jen said, uh, I'll do that Sunday morning, Ivan. You'll get an email. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. It was on Sunday. Uh, What are you going to be eating on Super Bowl? So, Matthew, that's what I'm trying to get is everybody to tell me. Uh, Oh, slut. I get it now, Hugh Dab. (laughs) S-L-U-T. Everybody's going to be in slut. Okay. Um, Jordan missed it doing interview. I don't know what that means. Um, What are you going to be eating? I don't know yet. That's what we're working on. We're working on a, a menu, and I've been asking you guys what you're going to eat for Super Bowl. What are you going to have for Super Bowl? And so far, a few people have said it, but not a lot. So let me know. What should I be asking for? My wife and my sister-in-law have said whatever I want. They're going to make it. And don't be coming to me with no bullshit like earlier, like lobster rolls. I don't give a shit about that. Look at me. You don't get these chins by eating a few lobster rolls. You eat the fucking butter. Like I dip my butter in lobster. I don't dip my lobster in butter. Okay. Let's be real. Tamales. Truck driver Pookie said tamales. I know my wife would love that. Shit. You kidding me? Uh, Raya said brisket. That's a good call. Uh, Clarence said Kobo's. Oh, speaking of, I've got a. I got something to tell you guys uh, for the decades in a second. I got gumbo and king cake from Donna. That's awesome. Ivan is doing gumbo and crawfish. Ty Hugo is doing crawfish. Sean is doing nachos. What? You're eating nachos? I thought you hated nachos. Um, governmental Vam said, uh, Hi, did this, get, did this get blocked? Did somebody catch this bullshit? Oh, yeah. Banned by gin. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, hey, governmental VAM. I hope your mom gives you the clap. Thanks for the spam in the chat. You dog shit, garbage ass human being. Um. I hope your sister gets pregnant and doesn't know who the dad is. I hope. I hope your dad, uh, develops a wart on his ballsack, and then you have to remove it. Um. Let's see, what else, governmental VAM? Mm, I hope you choke on a giant June bug. Not die, but just choke. You piece of garbage. I fucking hate spam chat as much as I hate spam email. Yeah, Sean said monster quick on the trigger and I wish it it jived because like over here on the uh, Twitch um, stream manager, it shows it as having been deleted so I don't have to read it, but on the on the VMix social one, when I want to add you guys to the, you know, like to the, to the screen, it never shows it as going away. So I don't know. So that's why I'm like, fuck you. And you guys are like, bro, it's been deleted. And I'm like, I still see it. It, you know, it triggers me when we get spammed. All right, back to the menu. Here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to write down whatever f- makes me, uh, uh, by the way, Dick Willie said, yeah, rest in peace to Bob Saget. One of the filthiest comedians. In the game when he was alive, Bob Saget, disgustingly filthy, offensively filthy. DeMontis said Bird versus Steph would be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, that would be true. Uh, Show me your TD said we get to watch Philly fans climb Grease light poles, win or lose on Sunday. Probably, probably, probably. Uh, All right, gumbo king cake, gumbo and crawfish, crawfish nachos. See, none of that I would want. I would eat it on occasion, but if I'm gonna have gumbo, I really, really have to be in the mood for gumbo. Uh Buffalo chicken dip smacks. It's not bad. Uh, you know,
2: smacks
1: eh. Chris Reyes is doing brisket, truck driver Pookie's doing tamales. Uh Clarence is doing Kobo's. Clarence, the first year of this show, my first Super Bowl sidecast stream watch party, we had Kobos delivered. Well, Nora went and got it. It was amazing. Uh, Donald said pecan praline king cake from three boys bakery is delicious. All right. Well, tell them they owe me a hundred bucks for the advertising. (laughs) Uh, Fajitas with homemade tortillas. Oh, dubs. You're wasting your time, bro. Dubs. What are you doing now? Look, I admit I love my wife's mom's homemade tortillas. I mean, they're Mexican, so they're delicious. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like some Betty Crocker tortilla bullshit. This is like authentic tortillas. Authentic tortillas. They're great. However, and as much as I love them, and as much as I love my wife's mom, I love my mother-in-law. She's an amazing woman and a fantastic tortilla maker. The best. Right behind H-E-B Butter Tortillas. Let's go! (laughs) I'm telling you right now, if my wife ever catches me cheating on her, it's not going to be with some blonde bimbo it's not going to be with some super smart redhead. It's going to be with an H-E-B butter tortilla. That's a fact. That's a 100% fact. My wife's going to be like, who is that bitch? I'm going to be like, uh, that bitch is a butter tortilla from H-E-B. You put some respect on her name. She's delicious. NBA All-Star Game has never been competitive. We just believe it was. No. Yeah, it was never. Uh, You could always have Nora get you Dan's. I wish they still advertised. Uh, Steven, the weather guy said mac and cheese. That is super white of you. Stephen, the weather guy. Well, that sounds good. I have some like, I don't know, store-bought mac and cheese, barbecue mac and cheese. Some bullshit is frozen. I need to, to heat it up, but I want like homemade. I want homemade. Uh, Dick Willie said... Um, he started his account on 2923. Yeah, fuck that dude. Empanadas. Ooh, J-Cross. Good call, buddy. Empanadas. Look at Rune showing off. New York strip steaks with chimichurri and buffalo wings. <laughs> Party at Runes house. Holy fuck shit. That sounds good. Um, I hope your dad becomes your mom. and <laughs> Your mom becomes your dad. Well done, Dick Willie. Well done indeed. I hope your TV falls over on Super Bowl
2: Sunday.
1: <laughs> I like that everybody's wishing mean shit on government van or governmental vam. That's outside. I hope your TV falls over on Super Bowl Sunday. That is outstanding, Matthew. That was the best one yet. Um, wait, we can go to the spammers account and spam the fuck out of his chat. Is he live right now? Because I will totally do that. Is he live on the interwebs? It says new account. Oh, he's not streaming though. And he doesn't have a chat. Oh. Uh, if they were live, like streaming, oh, percent I would go do that. I'd send everybody. Um, but let's see here. I watched his HBO special a couple of years back and was like, no, Danny Tanner. Uh what is Jenny's Super Bowl specialty? Like my mom? I don't know. I mean she's an old ass white lady, probably like Werther's originals. Like a whole bowl of them. I don't know. She's never had one. What my mom specializes in is um uh, uh um Oh fuck why can't I think of it? I just I just wanted some the other day. Chicken and dumplings. Jenny uh makes uh chicken and dumplings. Like, the bomb-ass chicken and dumplings, and she's really good fried chicken maker. Loves fried chicken. I love fried chicken, so she's really good at fried chicken. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Whose job is it to go around Philly lubing the poles? Uh, probably governmental van's mom. She just, ah, uh, ah, uh, each pole. Like, each light pole, she slobs it. That's how they do it. You didn't know that. That's a fun fact. Um, H B orange tortillas are good too. Never heard of that. Uh, I'm out on the butter tortillas. What? PP dubs. I thought we were boys. What are you talking about? You're out on the, somebody time to time out, Dave, somebody time out PP dubs. I'll be God damned. I'll be God damned. I'll take a lot of shit in this chat. You want to come in here and talk about woke ideology? I might even let that pass. What I won't allow is no goddamn H-E-B buttered tortilla slander. I'll tell you that damn much. I'll tell you that much. Dubs, I loved you, man. <laughs> Why are you going to break my heart like this, Dubs? <sighs> Shit. I'm going to miss Dubs so much now that he's banned forever. Ah, oh, I can't believe you said that. God damn it. Ugh. Beef jersey and pork rinds? Really? What jersey are you going to eat that's made out of beef, CeCe? CeCe's out here eating beef jerseys. Like, is that like a cow that grew up in, like, uh, Scranton? Oh, that's Pennsylvania. What's Jersey? I don't know. I don't even know a fucking city of New Jersey. I don't know. Is that like a cow that drove a Camaro? Okay. Uh, Hey, what's up, Spoon? Good to see you, pimp. Spoon's in. Go, Chiefs. Mm, We're going to get to that in just a second, but I don't. mm. Um, Pigs in a blanket are decent. Yeah, big facts. Tortillas are so good. Nora's going to walk in on Barry with a hole in the middle. (laughs) It's not what it looks like. Uh, Bullshit, Jared. I'll be like, it's exactly what it looks like. Exactly. Except here's the thing, though, Jared. If I ever cheated on my wife, it would be with a butter tortilla. But I wouldn't have sex with it, you know, I'd go down on it. 100%. She walked in, I'd just be like, uh. <laughs> I can't believe you would do that. Well, I mean, it's a butter tortilla. So um, let's see, what is this? Uh, probably making checks mixed from scratch. That's nice. Jalapenos, bacon wrapped. Eh. Dairy Queen has chicken and dumplings. I have I think I've had it before. Total Dallas. Nah, it was all right. Spoon gets it. Butter tortillas are the beast. Thank you. DQ got some badass tacos. I'll tell you what, who's got some pretty good uh, slept on tacos. Nor got them the other day. Burger King. Everybody loves Jack in the Box tacos. That's why, you know, you get you get fucking high. You eat Jack in the Box tacos at two in the morning. But Burger King is a slept on. H-E-B chicken fajita meat is delish. You will never. Uh, no, I've never had orange H-E-B tortillas. Never. Never in my life. I don't even know what that is. Uh <laughs> Chapo said not like this. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what are you doing, Dave? Heck you yeah. F- fucking asshole. Spoon! <laughs> Thank you for the resell, buddy. Six months in a row. Too much money on the Eagles. Yes. Oh. I got my money on the Chiefs. I took the point and a half. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, what is this? Who's going live now? Bitch, I don't care about you. I'm live. Um let's see what what did Total Dallas say? Dairy Queen has chicken and dumplings. Yeah, I don't ah, I'm, mm, I'm almost out of butter tortillas. Nor and I literally buy them once a week. It's sad. Um papoose with cabbage? Oh. That's not, yeah. Uh uh, let's QTAPs is to slow down on the butter <laughs> clearance ah <laughs> uh, what is this tacos on point they're so perfect every time buttered anything is good i don't know total dallas i'm not really down for some buttered ass no thanks i mean i'm sure you meant uh uh you know anything food related but i don't know i he said check mix from scratch sub bacon fat uh or weed infused bacon what it's just check mix bro here we go. Matthew said, beer, cheese, pulled pork sliders, and cheesesteak sliders is what I'm having. That's a pretty decent menu. That's a pretty decent menu. Uh, a pupusa is a thick griddle cake or flatbread from El Salvador and Honduras. Oh, what did I, uh, I thought, like, what was I saying? I'm saying something else. Papusa or some shit? That's, I thought that was uh something else. What was I thinking of? I was thinking of cactus, which is, I don't think that's even close. Uh, Hold on. Yeah. Oh, but I was spelling it wrong. Yeah, I was saying Papusa, but it is Pupusa. 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 Am I saying it wrong? Is it like something, is it pronounced differently than Pupusa? I mean, they look delicious. They look delicious. They look, they look great. I don't know if I'd say it that way, but it looks delicious. Yeah, Dick Willie really said papusa. Okay, so I was saying it right, fucker. Chicharron and cheese papusa is the best. Okay. Jen said, I haven't had alcohol since Jan 3, so I'm sure the snacks will be abundant. Wings will be on the menu for sure. Okay. Uh, you still have not drink, Jen? You know for you pie. Like I chew. Thank you, Dab. Uh, not papusa. Okay. You know what? Fuck all y'all. Okay. I just, let's just move on. Let's, this turned awkward as shit. This got super weird. Um, oh, by the way, we talked about the, um, MVP awards real quick. Here's who has the most Peyton Manning has five. Aaron Rodgers has four. Brady, Jim Brown, and Brett Favre, and Johnny Unitas have three. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Montana, Steve Young, and Kurt Warner all have two MVPs. So there you go. Now let's talk about the game. We haven't done that yet. Let's talk about the game. Here you go. I broke it all down for you. Here's some numbers statistically. Chiefs are 7-11-1 against the spread. Let's start there. Eagles are 10-9-0 against the spread. Maybe I'm making a mistake. Because right now the Eagles are favored by one and a half. Now, if you're just straight up picking winners on the money line, Chiefs are even money, so you don't have to pay to pick the Chiefs to win. (laughs) I kind of like that. Eagles are minus 120 on the money line. The over-under in this game is 51. And here's how they fared in the regular season. Chiefs scored about 29 a game. Eagles scored about 28. Chiefs gave up about 22 a game. Chiefs gave up about 20. There you see rushing yards. Chiefs had a distinct advantage. I mean, Eagles had a pretty distinct advantage in running the ball, 147 to 115. Rushing yards allowed? Chiefs defense was pretty stingy. 107 a game versus 121 by the Eagles, where the Eagles excel is getting after the passer and in the secondary. 179 yards allowed a game in the passing attack for the Eagles, or passing defense, I should say. Chiefs allowed 220 a game. Chiefs almost 300 yards a game and passing. When you think about that, that's almost 415 yards combined total offense. Uh, but the Chiefs are right there as well. I mean, the Eagles are right there as well. 388 yards of total offense with 241 yards passing. Big key here, uh, turnovers. Eagles are a plus eight. So they'll turn you over and Jalen Hurts is not going to throw a ton of interceptions and make a lot of mistakes. They don't, they don't cough the ball up a lot. Chiefs, on the other hand, this is what you get though with uh with a gunslinger mentality sometimes that Patrick Mahomes will have. Plus, they you know they've had to fumble lightest a little bit, and the defense just does hasn't done a great job of turning teams over. So uh Chiefs are a minus three, Eagles are a plus eight. That could be a key in this. Overall, overall, that spread of one and a half points is indicative of what Vegas thinks about this, and I indeed think the same. Now, I did run this through the Laminator 5000, and for those of you that don't know, that's my proprietary spreadsheet and formula that I created to help me wager uh, on uh, NFL games throughout the season. I'm going to pull this up. I'm going to show you what it do. (laughs) Let's see here. This is what it looked like. Now I haven't calculated. Oh, I did calculate it. There we go. All right. Here's what it looked like. We went zero and two in the championship series. and We went two and two in the divisional round and five and one in the wild card round. That's the formulas. That's the the laminator five thousand formulas. Uh, my picks. I went three and three in the wild card. Three and one in the divisional round. Zero and two in the championship round. Uh, so those were both against the spread. Uh, for the year, the spreadsheet is at 55.5% accuracy against the spread. I'm at 5575 accuracy against the spread. Over-under, which is all just formula-based, that's it. I don't track how I pick over-unders. Um, in the playoffs, the spreadsheet's doing really well on the over-unders. It's 10-2. and two. In the playoffs. Now, prior to that wasn't great. The regular season, uh, but that pushed it just over 50% for the year. But playoffs, playoffs, 11,000 or 5,000, nailing it. Uh, went 0-2 in the championship round, 0-4 in the divisional round. And uh, lastly here, these are just variances that I use, like a plus minus on what I predict versus what Vegas says. So. Um, those, I wouldn't rely on at all. That's just kind of experimental. So what does it look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, here's what I got for you. All right. We don't need, let's see. Let me hide this. Oh, hold on. We don't need that. And we don't need that. That's just all wasted shit. Um, and I didn't update these, so we really don't even need those. But that kind of gives you an idea. But yeah, we don't we don't need that. And I didn't update this. So there you go. All right. So uh, the spreadsheet says that this should be basically 24.9 to 24.7 favor of the Eagles. That's how close uh, formulaically these two teams are. Statistically, that's how close these two teams are. And by the way, ignore all this. I haven't updated this yet. This is in-game live betting shit that I'll do. Uh, for totals, uh, quarter over under totals. I don't need to get to that. Um, but spreadsheet says that the Chiefs are going to score twenty four point seven points, estimated. It says the Eagles are going to score. This is literally and virtually a dead ass even race. I, the, these two teams are similar in a lot of ways, uh, identical records, all that shit. Hey Hugh Dab, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Be cool. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. I'll see you on Monday, I hope. Uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us, man. Much appreciated. So if you believe the spreadsheet, you basically take the point and a half that the Eagles are favored by, add that to the Chiefs, and they should cover, they should cover that one and a half spread, given the fact that these two teams are so close. Uh, I and and the score wise, it should be pretty much uh a, a one point game in some form or fashion. So Vegas tends to think the same thing, right? And that's why the spread is one and a half because Vegas is basically telling you, this is a one point game. That's what the hook is for. They understand how much money is being wagered. Now, what you got to think is what do the books think? If they're throwing in a point, they might be believing that this is a two point game in favor of the Eagles. And that's why they back it down to a one-and-a-half-point game or spread, I should say, and that half-point is the hook. Maybe they believe differently, which is I, based on my stuff, this should be a one-point game or, or a draw, technically. So giving me a point-and-a-half, I like it. And That's all I can do is go with what I come up with, formulaically or otherwise. Now, I will say this. I did pick the Eagles to win, but I'm going to go with these numbers. I'm going to say, and I said this yesterday on the press box in Wichita, uh, I do a radio hit for them once a week. Shout out to my guy Felix for setting it up. And um, I told them, they asked me, what's your prediction, Barry? What do you think? What is the final score of this game? I also sent this out via email uh, the other day or last night. So if you're on my mailing list, you saw it. But I'm going to say 24-23 Eagles. I think the Chiefs cover. I like that little half-point hook that they're giving me based on what I came up with, but I think the Eagles cover, I think this might be a last-second field goal or a last-second stop of Mahomes down the stretch where he's trying to get his team into field goal range and that Eagles defense steps up big. They can get after the passer. All right, Run game-wise, the Eagles can run the ball, but it's not just a traditional uh, rushing attack. It is Jalen Hurts and company, um, so I, that's a that's a pretty big advantage. Obviously, the Chiefs have a big advantage in the passing game, uh, and that's where it, this is weird because uh, the way this shapes up, and, and if you look at it, hold on, let me pull up the slide. If you look at these two teams statistically at least, and kind of what they've done throughout the year, The Chiefs have done a really good job of stopping the run overall, at least compared to what the Eagles have done, right? So the Chiefs' strength going in here would be stopping the run. And the the Eagles' strength on offense would be running the ball. So you've got a defense that can stop the run versus an offense that likes to run the ball. Again, the Chiefs are really good at slinging the ball around the yard. They're a good passing team. Averaging almost 300 yards a game, guess where Philly excels. Stopping in the pass. They get after you in the pass rush. They got a really good secondary. So this is one of those strength versus strength on in both facets of the game. Pass. I mean, uh, passing the ball and running the ball. So I think that's what is interesting. And that's also what makes this kind of a, a close game, right? I mean, look at points allowed one, basically one point, one and a half points separates the two in points allowed. Advantage Eagles. Look at points scored. Basically, one point separates the two. Advantage Chiefs. So you got the better defense versus the better offense. This is a I mean, there's so many similarities when you and when you start getting into the nitty-gritty, it's still the same. The big difference is what I have on that last column: the turnovers. That's probably the biggest differentiator from from most of the stats uh, is is the turnovers. So maybe it comes down to that. If the Chiefs can play a clean game, they, you know, they probably win. If the Eagles can play a clean game, and get the Chiefs to turn a ball over, maybe force Patrick Mahomes into a, uh, a situation where he throws the ball, um, throws it away or, I mean, not away, but turns it over. Maybe so. I mean, we, we don't know if Mahomes is going to be 100% mobile. We know that. He's not. Don't know what he's going to be, but it won't be 100%. Not this quickly. It'll probably be better than he was versus Cincinnati because he's had an extra week of rest. So he's had two weeks versus one. But he's still not going to be 100% Patrick Mahomes. So forcing him to stay in the pocket uh, bodes well for that that Eagles defense, which is why at the end of the day, I think if this comes down to a last drive, that's probably advantage Eagles, all things considered, and all and really all things being even. I think it's a close game. I think it's a one-point game. I think the Eagles win 24-23. That's my final score. So what I'm also telling you is I would take the under. Now, this might be 28-27, and I could be dead-ass wrong on that. But if you look at Vegas and they're telling you it's a 51 is the over-under, let's think about this for a second, chat. If Vegas is telling you 51 is the over under and they're setting the line at one and a half, what that basically means is they think that this is a, either a one score game. I mean a one point game or a two point game. That's what that half is. Right? So if it's 51, is this 26, 24? Well, it's kind of awkward to score 26. Is it 25, 24? I mean, it's not going to be 30 to 21 because then the spread wouldn't be one and a half. So that's how I want you to think about this if you're thinking about wagering, especially if you don't do a lot of gambling is think about what Vegas is saying. Hey, Stevie, thank you for the five bits, buddy. And I know I missed it earlier, uh, five minutes ago, you cheered 37 bits, buddy, and I apologize. Thank you for that. Oh, is Oliver going to do picks with his food bowl? I should do that again yeah, Stevie said you should have Oliver do picks with his food bowl. Maybe I'll do that again. Him and Spencer. We'll do them both. Um, And then me. Um, But, uh, so, uh, think about that if you're wagering. If Vegas believes this is a 51, uh, if the over-under is set at 51, that means, okay, is it 30 to 21? Is it 20 to 31? Nay, 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 because the spread is one and a half, so you got to keep that in mind. So, is this a... Uh, 26, 25 game. Is this a 27, 25? Is it 26, 24? That's really all the options, right? So maybe they're, they're, they're tricking us a little bit or enticing us into that. Uh, and if it's a one point game, is it, um, what would be, uh, tw- tw- uh, 25, 25 will be 50. So it be 26, 25. That'd be a weird name. That'd be a weird score. That'd be a weird score. That's why I think it might be a two-point game. Um, 24-26 was a safety. I don't know. I went 24-23. That's what I settled on. Those are numbers that make sense from an NFL production and scoring perspective. And when I looked at the Laminator 5000, um, it basically had these teams both scoring a little over 24 a game. If you round it up, it was 25-25. That ain't going to happen. So 24-24 is easy, and if it's a one-and-a-half-point game or a one-point game, I went 24-23, and I chose Philly. Um, Just because Mahomes is going to be a little banged up, and that Philly defense has got to be licking his chops, that he's a little bit slower. Not, you know, not Byron Leftwich slow. You know, not, uh, not uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger slow, but slowed up. So that's my rationale. That's my thinking. And I've already put my money where my mouth is. I've already uh, placed my bet. (laughs) Amos said, uh, Aaron Foster, sent me the script. 24-21 Eagles. Book it. Okay. Okay. It's not bad. Uh, What are all of your predictions? Let's see. I've given you mine. What are yours? Let's go through here. Uh, Spoon said, Eagles have never played from behind the season. Isn't that wild? That's Crazy. Uh, what did Clarence say? Something about Clarence is correct. Oh, pupusa. Okay. Um, stye in your eye. Cry. Die. Fuck the Eagles. Okay. Tater's gonna tate. Uh, QB who wins the MVP the same season they play the Super Bowls or zero and nine in the Super Bowl. Ooh, interesting. Here's the interesting question. That's some stat for that. Ad. Yeah, that really is Clarence. Good job on that. I had no idea. Also, it makes me feel better about my pick. Twenty four twenty three Eagles. Uh, what's up, Chewy? I don't know if I buy that stat on the Chiefs slowing down the run because they can't slow down the QB runs, and they have shown at times they can't slow uh the run on certain situations. Again, this is all statistically, formulaically, is one way to look at it. Um don't eat butt, CC said. Okay. Um I spilt my drink. <laughs> uh cc stop the spread of pink eye there you go i've already told you all the rules on eating ass where's brett maher when you need him ouch it's gonna be close i feel i feel you spoon i think so too seems like those numbers should be under the total then um season vet 91 said yeah i would think so but again that's an awkward total it's an awkward number right if you see 51, sometimes you think, oh, well, what is that, 27, 24? But that doesn't jive with the uh, one-and-a-half, with the with the spread, so. I think it's going to go down to the last minutes, Tidal Wave said. All right. And by the way, Tidal Wave is going to be doing a show during Super Bowl Moscow. Can we get a shout-out to Tidal Wave in the chat, please? Uh, that is Brian Pettit, by the way. For those of you that don't know, Title Wave Sports is Brian Pettit. So, uh, give him a shout-out. And Deckheads, go hang out with him. If you've got nothing else to do or you're looking for somebody that's watching the game, uh, Tidal Wave Sports and Brian Pettit will be doing that. Go hang out with him. Um, Seems like everyone is on the Eagles. Yes, indeed it does. It really does indeed. All right, here we go. Now we're getting some shit rolling in. And by the way, when everyone's on the Eagles, that's when Vegas is not. But. That's why, I took the, that's why I took the Chiefs one and a half. All right, here we go. Some predictions. doctor on Dreo290 said uh 27-24. Who? You didn't say who. You didn't say who. Is that what your pick? Um Cross, Jay Cross said, I'm glad you explained it because I don't understand what that line means. It is weird, right? It's a weird line. But, you know, I, I maybe they're maybe they're doing it from two separate Vantage points. I doubt that though. The books ain't like that. JJ Watt just quote tweeted Brady's paper filing. Check it out. What did he say? What did he say? Post a link. Uh JJ leaving the door open. KC wins in OT 2724. Okay. Okay. Uh let's see. Oh shit. I missed that. Let's see. Yep, that was Alex but KC wins in OT 2724. Um, damn it, this page is moving too fast. I got Amos's uh, in. I don't know. Jalen looked really shaky in the last game. He's very streaky. I could see him dropping an egg or going for 450. Not a bad observation. Wrong. They have played from behind. 27 23 birds. Okay. 34 24 Chiefs, says Titan Hugo. By the way, say what you want about Titan Hugo. He's pretty good at this. He's pretty good at this. Uh about to be one in ten. Okay. All right. Uh, I think I could go either way. I bet you could, Sean. Um, Philly had a tougher division and didn't have to BS calls. 3120 Dick Willie says, I think Chiefs win two Super Bowls, making it a three and five years. Baron deck. They're like the Astros of the NFL. Not bad. Uh, seven one three seven eight zero poop. Any relation to Andy Pettit? That's a good question. Let's just all thank the football gods that Brady, the Packers, and the Cowboys are all at home. Trash, trash, trash. Is what Sean said, not me. 27-24 Eagles is what Ruin is saying. Okay, so you don't believe in that one and a half, so you're definitely taking the Eagles and giving the one and a half. I'll take that bet, sir. Uh, fuck the Eagles. 27-24 Chiefs, says Dre. That was aggressive. Potch, put a poll up. Thank you, Potch. <laughs> That. Look, look, at look at the mod doing his job. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Who do you have in the big game? Eagles, Chiefs. I just hope everyone has the good time. Damn it, Posh. Why'd you make that an option? You know these assholes are going to choose that. Uh, Take out a loan and put it on the Eagles, says Cam. You that confident? That confident. I mean, they're not even, and I get it, it's a neutral site, which is, that tells you something, right? If this was in Philly, they would probably get two and a half. They're a point and a half better, and remember that that half is the hook? I wouldn't be that confident. I wouldn't take out a loan. I think the Eagles are going to win, but mm, you're going to money line your entire future. How does OT rules work in the Super Bowl? Same as other playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a winner. There's no ties in the Super Bowl. You just keep rolling. MV Pat just needs 13 seconds. Ooh, spoon. They're going to hate you for that. Chiefs 31, Eagles 27, says Total Dallas, who I don't think has ever picked anything right. Um, it's not that important, but JJ leaving the door open. That, I, that doesn't surprise me. I honestly, I said this when the Texans hired D'Amico Rhines. I want to go on record. I want to go on record. I said it first. I said it first. I said J.J. Watt would come back for one season with the Texans. Retire a Texan. Play for D'Amico Ryans. You heard it here first. Don't let anybody else tell you they said that first. Uh, KC34, Eagles uh, 13. Holy shit, bro. Did you type that backwards? Please tell me you're dyslexic. KC34, Eagles 13, and I was damn near spot on in the CFP. Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, can't bet against the Eagles team. They're too good. They're really good this year. It's pretty crazy and pretty surprising. Philly can lose two championships in the same year. Thanks, sports God. Um, uh, Philly gonna fly. Here we go. Tidal wave 31 to 27 KC. Okay. Ballsy pick. I can't stand the Eagles, the fans, not the team. Uh Sean Hate stuff. Shut the front door and keep it to the teams playing. All right. Oh, AJ. Yeah, Aaron J. Bryant. 37-34 Eagles. AJB going over big time. Wow. You're going set, you're going 20 points over the over under? 37-34. My goodness. Uh JJ Watt needs to take time off with his daughter. 31-14 Eagles. Um okay, Steven, that's a lot. That's a lot, lot. Jeff Bell, thirty-one twenty-four KC. Okay. Uh, good. I'm caught up. All right, cool. Uh, looks like some some folks are voting in the poll. Everybody go vote. Uh, we've got eleven Eagles votes, nine KC votes, and one. I just hope everybody has a good time. Shut up. I wish I could see who voted for what. Chris Reyes contributed thirty channel points. How? On what? That's interesting. What was uh how do you do that? I don't know how that works. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh let's see if it's a shootout, Casey wins. What? Oh my god, that's right. What? I don't I don't know what's right. Oh, Titan Hugo said they lost the MLS championship too. Uh not shown in the Aaron J. Bryant pick as the Eagles will be down twenty-eight in the fourth. Well done. All right. So there you go. There's my picks. Um, Do with them what you wish. Oh, you were extra voting. Gotcha. Do with them as you wish. Um, Like I said, I'm picking. um, I'm taking Casey in the points. The spreadsheet is taking Casey in the points. The spreadsheet is saying to take the under which I think that was a barely spreadsheet was predicting uh 49.6 points would be scored. So do with that what you wish. Everything all the numbers jive. I mean, everything's pretty close. Um this is why I, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be all like, eh, "I'm good," but uh this is what makes me feel good about my formula at the very least is that I use statistical numbers. Now, I didn't use playoff numbers. I only used regular season numbers. Uh, that's all I'll ever use. But when I came up with an estimated final score, it's pretty close to what Vegas has in in some form or fashion. So it makes me feel good about that. At least I'm close or I'm, I'm uh, on the right track with my formulas and I'll adjust accordingly. Um, and by the way, don't sleep on Chiefs even on the money line. If you're just looking to make a, uh, a couple of, of bucks and maybe just throw a couple of Diet Cokes on something and you're scared of that over under or maybe you're scared of that uh, spread. Chiefs money line is really interesting. You, you're you basically not having to pay the books, right? And, and what I mean by that, if you don't know, like when you see over there, you see that one minus 120 under the Eagles logo, that's the money line. And what that means is you got to pay a little bit of money to the book to make that bet. So if you bet, 10 bucks uh you're gonna lose 20 cents on it or uh uh, i'm sorry 12 cents so you're gonna pay a little to money line the eagles with the chiefs you're paying zero dollars so if you risk 10 bucks you just lose the 10 bucks but you also win the 10 bucks uh if they win well i shouldn't say that i'm sorry i'm sorry this is not, that's it. That's inaccurate. You bet the 10 bucks. If they lose, you lose the 10 bucks. If you bet the 10 bucks on the chiefs and you win, you win $10. If you bet the 10 bucks on the Eagles and you win, you win like $9 and 88 cents. So you're not, you're not getting even money. You're not getting plus money, but you're not even getting even money that the book is going to take a little bit of that profit that you would win on them. That's why the minus minus one twenty is. That's how the book still makes money no matter what, which is why I kind of like that chiefs money line. It's not costing you anything if they win. So a little value in that. So, I mean, I'm picking the Eagles to win, uh, but chiefs at even, it's not a bad, not a bad idea. All right. So there you go. There's your, uh, there's your super bowl, uh, picks. Also, by the way, we talked a little NBA. Oh, Jim on sports.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Actually, is what I wanted to do.
1: Jim now 10 months whoa hold up on a Friday I, no, know, pimp. I know um yeah I didn't do a show on uh Wednesday I was in Dallas at a corporate gig and uh because of that I um I decided to do a show on Friday because it is Super Bowl week, And yeah here we are all right so your 2023 Hall of Fame class let's discuss that for a hot sec uh, because that man you see on your screen, well, he was one of those. Now uh, that is Daryl Rivas for the uh uninformed. And what the freaking flip flower, flapple wrestle. There we go. Uh all right. So here's your complete uh Hall of Fame class. Daryl Rivas, Joe Thomas, headlined the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. Class was announced Thursday night during the NFL Honors. So, uh, there you go. Wait, what does this say? Hold on. Mm, uh, B. Hansen is Joseph joining you at 4.30. I still don't know. Let me check my phone. Let me see. You sent me the link. No, but I can again. On the way. So yes, it does look like uh, Joel will be joining me shortly. Let me uh, let me fire off this link to him real quick.
2: Open call. Copy.
1: Send this email out. Oh, I'll save that draft. That is for food. Here we go. Uh, Joe Blank. There we go. Link four. Day Friday. Boom. All right. He has the link. What's this? Hey, yo, Keith, thank you for the $5 Friday, man. Look at that. $5 Friday is back, baby. I appreciate you, Pip. Thank you, Keith Sager. You're the man. Uh, Much love, homie. Thank you so much. What is this? Oh, Tiago is now following on Twitch. Okay, cool. Oh, thank you for the follow, Tiago. All right. Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame. What does this say? Bravo where Andre Johnson should be in. Okay. Uh, hey, what's up, McLovin? How are you? Uh, the gig went good, dude. They were a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun. There was a crazy group of dudes, man. It was like mostly uh, guys. Uh, I, I said the other day their job is they ride around on the Union Pacific Railroad tracks spraying weeds. Crazy gig. Former A lot of former military and police and oil field workers and just a rough, rough uh, room in that regard, but outstanding. I just spent most of the time roasting everybody, just talking shit, and they loved it. So it was a fun gig. It was a really fun gig. All right, um, right, let's see here. Uh, Heartdrop said, Bill's assistant athletic trainer picked up a fifth-place vote for MVP for being the one giving CPR to Damar Hamlin. Oh, that is pretty dope. Curious what the reaction would have been if he ended up winning it. I don't think anybody would have gave a shit, to be honest with you. I don't think anybody would have gave a shit. That's that's really cool that he got a vote. You know what I mean? Like that's I, I dig the shit out of that. I love that. All right, uh, I'm getting tatted right now. What do you get? What kind of tat are you getting, truck uh, driver Pookie? An eagle? Huh? An eagle? Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know why people are all upset. Andre Johnson didn't get in. If I recall correctly, he didn't have stellar touchdown numbers and they never won anything. Well, you got to remember who his quarterbacks were. No, he didn't have stellar touchdown numbers early in his career. He also had a lot of the dropsies. He also had a lot of the dropsies, which is true. Uh, Dre was not known for having the best hands. He would always seem to drop shit wide open. He would make the tough catch, uh, super physical receiver, but uh, he would always uh, he seemed to, you know, not have the best hands and so that that probably um but i, I still think he should be in. i do and there was there was a time when the two best receivers in football were calvin johnson and andre johnson johnson and johnson that's it uh excuse me all right uh hester should have gotten in i agree with that all right here we go here we go um and rusher domico uh excuse me demarcus Ware. Uh, all right, so this says cornerback Daryl Rivas tackled Joe Thomas, headline of Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, here's everybody that got in. Edge rusher DeMarcus Ware defensive uh, back Rondé Barber and linebacker Zach Thomas rounded out the modern era class of 2023. Chuck Howley, Ken Riley, and Joe Klecko made this year's class through the senior committee, which I, by the way, think is kind of stupid. I think it's kind of stupid that you've got a way to get in the Hall of Fame, and they basically came up with a backdoor cut. You know, what I mean? they were like, well, all right, these writers are bullshit and we hate them because they don't pick who we want. So let's just create a senior committee and get everybody in that we feel sorry for that should have made it like fucking Joe Klecko. And I'm sure, uh, you know, some of these other cats will, will go that route. And there are some that get snubbed. Okay. There are some who absolutely had deserved to be in uh, and got snubbed. And the senior committee, you know was their was their golden parachute into the hall of fame. But for the most part that, that whole senior committee bullshit feels kind of like a cheat code and says Don Coryell joined the class as a coach contributor. Joe Thomas and Rebus were selected in their first year of eligibility where selection occurred in his second year of eligibility. Uh, this was Barber's third year as a finalist and sixth year of eligibility well, this was Zach Thomas's fourth year in the final 15 and 10th year of eligibility. Finalists who didn't make the class this year uh, were defensive end Jared Allen, tackle Willie Anderson, edge rusher Dwight Freeney, who I think will get in, return specialist Devin Hester, wide receiver Torrey Holt, wide receiver Andre Johnson, defensive end Albert Lewis, and wide receiver Reggie Wayne. Oh, I'm sorry, and linebacker Patrick Willis, and defensive back Darren Woodson. A lot of good names on that list. Um, and you know, I guess they felt like Daryl Revis and uh, Joe Thomas were first ballot Hall of Famers. I would uh, probably agree on Joe Thomas for sure. he was very highly regarded. Uh Daryl Revis, I mean, they there was a thing called Revis Island, and there's a reason. It was because they believed in that dude, and that dude was uh he was a tough, he was he was he was a uh, he was a tough draw if you were a receiver, and you couldn't, you did not have to double with Revis. Do you you put him on the the other team's best receiver, and you didn't have to worry about it, and that makes defensive coordinators' jobs so much easier. So, um, I, you know, th- he had a nickname for a reason, and it was Revis Island, and it was because he was that good. I'm not going to sit here and profess to you and tell you that I watched every uh, Daryl Revis game, but I know his reputation preceded him. And that's probably part of the reason why he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't have a problem with anybody that got in. I, I mean, Zach Thomas. I think I probably always slept on Zach Thomas as, as a uh, as a linebacker and how good he was. But Zach Thomas was never impressive to me. You know what I mean? And let's 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 be honest. Let's be honest. Gone are the days of. Um, Mike Singletary and, and linebackers like that, right? Gone are the days of uh, Yo! Hey! The tilt's coming in! Oh, shit! It's the four cl- What? No. Uh, I'm forgetting the nickname. Why am I forgetting the nickname? It's the four gang? Why am I? I'm, I'm confusing in the mud. Well, fuck it. What's up, my dude? Four-pack. Thank you, uh, At least I didn't say foreskin, Right, fellas? Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. That's uh, the foreskin gang. That's definitely not. That's not how you <laughs> leave it with that. Hey, yo, Forensic Tilts, man. First of all, thank you for the big-ass raid, homie. Much appreciated. What's up to the four-pack? I got to say, I got to say, y'all's man's four-pack, your man's forensic, killed it yesterday on the interview. <laughs> And I have gotten nothing but great feedback. Nothing but uh, 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 good, uh, good, uh, not props. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, kudos, I guess, uh, about the interview. Everybody loved it. Forensic, you did a great job, man. And I appreciate you taking the time to do that and kind of explaining what you do and how. It was fascinating for me and interesting for me. And thank you for this dope-ass raid, man. For those of you coming in on the raid, do me a couple of favors. Number one... Uh, hit refresh, and uh, that way Twitch counts you properly because Twitch is kind of an asshole about that. They won't count you uh, on a raid. They just pretend like you don't exist, which is obviously bullshit. That's number one. Uh, or number two, you can click that link in the chat that Nightbot just posted. No, that's the prime thing um somebody will hit the raid for you chris reyes did there it goes right there if you click that link twitch.tv forward slash barry on deck that's another way to refresh and it'll count you first of all second of all hey yo twitch tweaker thank you for the follow for those of y'all in the four pack coming in that don't follow hit that follow button please my friend and i will say this my name is barry laminak um i am a sports talk entertainment streamer here on twitch seven years on espn radio three years on uh uh, KPRC and CW here in Houston hosting a TV um, TV show, sports talk show. I am a nationally touring stand-up comedian, and this is all I do now. I, uh, I I talk sports, try to make it fun and funny for you guys three hours a day, Monday through Thursday right here, and then I, I do comedy. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Um, we just finished up our Super Bowl coverage and predictions, but since y'all are coming in, and I know the four-pack likes gambling, I'll reset it real fast. Not going to belabor it, but I'll reset it for you. Here you go. There's all the numbers. Over-unders 51. I'm sure uh, Forensic gave you guys some great advice. The spread is one and a half. I said Eagles win 24-23. I think the Chiefs cover. I've already placed my bet. I took the one and a half. Thank you very much. I'll take the under. If I'm thinking it's 24-23, obviously I'm taking the under. Uh, But I think this is a close game too. even matchups. there you go. My spreadsheet that I use, we both hit on like 55%. The spreadsheet was like 55.5, uh, which is just formulaically. I'm 55.7. So we did pretty good this year. Um, so I have the Laminator 5000. They, they took the Chiefs, or the spreadsheet did, the formula, and so did I. So there you go. There's a breakdown to the four pack. Uh, in case you were wondering how I was betting, uh, <laughs> Sean. All the soccer your heart desires. Oh, he does, boy. He'll, he he, uh, he definitely talks some soccer and does some soccer betting. So, Sean, you'll love that. As long as Casey keeps it close, they have a shot. I've always said Dak wouldn't win a trophy, but boy, was I wrong. You are such a dick, Dr. Drill290. What an asshole. Uh, he did win uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So congr- congratulations to Dak Prescott on his trophy. Did he give a speech? I didn't I didn't watch that. I don't watch that shit. I'm, what am I going to watch the NFL honors for? I'm not doing that. I don't give a shit. I was watching The Lost Kitchen with the wife. Like a man. Which, I shouldn't watch that show. I, I shouldn't like it. It's pretty good. It's just about some chick with a kitchen in the middle of freedom, Maine. I don't know. It makes the wife happy, so it's whatever uh all right uh, let me see hold on i i heard the little uh buzzer go off do we have do we have a very special guest in the green room i believe we do uh looking super handsome like he's looking too He's like (laughs) don't you dare roll your eyes at me off camera and off screen joe blake all right hold on i gotta update your uh uh, there we go. I had to get the right, uh, Twitter handle on there, but I'm not going to belabor the point. Cause I know my man's got stuff to do. So join me on the program right now as he promised he would. And he is a man of his word. Uh, Pac-Man Joel from ESPN 97.5 here in Houston, Texas, the killer bees. You can hear them from 12 to three Monday through Friday on ESPN radio. Uh, homie Pac-Man Joel, welcome to the show, buddy.
0: Hey, Barry, thanks for having me on your dick. Um, always a pleasure to be here with you and, uh, sh- you know, share some knowledge and have some fun. Just, just like, just... I got a All shirt. Right, you guys, I that mean, was Joel. The show is over. That's... <laughs> You're not on my show. And job. kudos to Dr. Dre on 290, by the way, for smart listening. He, what? He, he showed up at a remote at my show, Two day, and the minute it was over, he scrammed and skedaddled right over here. It's
1: a smart Nice. One. Well done. Well done indeed. Yeah, props to him. And uh, I think P. Randizzle came out to that as well. Did yes, not? he not? Where yeah, were you
0: guys yeah, at on yeah. remote? Where were you guys doing it? Uh, drift Bar in the Heights. Okay. Tell which me meant 50 short bucks of a car. helicopter. Short, No, short of a helicopter, I had to leave a little early so I could get my daughter in the pickup line and not being stuck in traffic till five.
1: Yeah, no shit, right? That's a haul for you, isn't it?
2: Oof.
0: Seriously.
1: No yeah. joke. Uh Jared, no joke
0: me. to a comedian.
1: Damn it, Joel. You're on fire today, buddy. You're,
0: <laughs> You're all cap like weekend. you. All Diet Coke and no food today. Let's go. <laughs>
1: Let's go. Well, I got, a cu- I, got a, I got a couple of shots of Jameson in me and some Diet Coke. I'm ready. Uh, All right. Well, first of all, Joel, I, you know, I I appreciate your knowledge of basketball, but um, I would be, I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't say, you know what you're talking about when it comes to sports in general. I specifically wanted you on here to talk NBA trade deadline pre and post, and that's what you're here for. But before we do that. Uh give me your thoughts on the Super Bowl. What uh how do you see this going? And I'm sure a lot of the folks that are in this chat are killer bee fans and uh uh what do y'all call them? The beehive, the bay hive? What do you think? The hive. Uh, the the hive. hive. They're they're probably yeah. members of the hive as well. But for those that came in on the forensic tilts raid right before you got here and some some other folks that have found the show by other means probably didn't get to listen. Tell the folks what are your thoughts on uh Super Bowl LVII?
0: I think I give a lot of credit to Jalen Hurts. I give a lot of credit to the Eagles. They were the dominant team in the NFC the entire season. They deserve to be there. There's no doubt about it. But to me, experience matters. And the thing that I think is going to factor in the most in this game is you've got a head coach that's been there and done it before and won it. You've got a starting quarterback that's been there before and done it and won it. And I think that with Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, as good of a success story as it's been, they haven't. And I think that until you've experienced the fodder and the excitement and the stress levels and everything that gets ratcheted up with a Super Bowl, I think it's, it, it's, you're, you're a step behind in terms of could you perform at your best. We just don't know. But I'm going to take what I do know, which is the two guys that have been there and done that, and they seem to be clicking at a very high level. And the extra week really helps Mahomes. I think the Chiefs are going to win the game outright. I think that regardless of what the spread says or how good the Eagles have been playing and everybody's going to be critical of the fact that they haven't had a tight game. Look, credit to them for being a dominant team. They, they shouldn't have to make any excuses. But at the end of the day, I just I believe that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to find a way to win the game.
1: Okay, do you have a final score prediction or did you do that this year? I said,
0: I said 31-24. Oh, wow. Okay. 31-24 Chiefs? I think both teams are going to be capable and, and are going to put up points. There's a lot of weapons on both sides. but And also defenses that I think in the case of Kansas City, who gets roped into the fact that in the past their defense was always their, their shortcoming. Mm-hmm. Now I think their defense is fairly good, but I think that both teams are going to score points. I think the Chiefs will score more.
1: Yeah, I showed earlier. Um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, Philly really good at running the ball. And the Chiefs really good at, not really good, but that's where their strength is stopping the run 107 yards a game and vice versa, right? Chiefs really good at throwing the ball around the yard and Philly really good at defending the pass. So this is a strength on strength on both sides of the ball there. Uh, It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a really close game. I'm with Vegas and so is my little stupid-ass spreadsheet, but I think it's going to be a fun game to watch no matter what. There's none of this boring-ass... Um, you know, kind of formulaic offense that that you're going to see from usually one team, very safe, defensive-minded. I mean, look, yeah, Philly's good, but I think these two quarterbacks are dynamic and fun, and that's going to make for a really good Super Bowl.
0: Uh, I'm right. really happy that Mahomes is going to be healthy because yeah. then it get it gets to what you're talking about. The last thing you'd want is the matchup that everybody wanted to see, and then one guy's not at his best. So I'm at least happy Mahomes going in seems to be relatively healthy.
1: Yeah, probably about eighty percent, which I'll take it. Um, you, you jazzed about the Rihanna halftime show.
0: My daughter is. Oh my God. Is Taylor is over the moon. Like, you know, I've told you in the past when we're driving in the car, I try to like give her a well rounded variety of music so that she likes all music. And she's into singing now, and she can't get enough of Riri. So, like, she could care less about the football because she knows that America's team is out. That's the Packers, Dr. Dre. But um, the fact that all she can st- talk about is Rihanna in the halftime show, and that's going to be her must-see TV. But oh, I think it's going to be – I think overall the NFL finally got it. It took a long damn time, but stop regurgitating the super retreaded yeah. groups and, and find no, some – pertinent groups
1: yeah no one wants to watch Aerosmith again like no one gives a shit anymore stop it like don't don't bring out the bgs don't bring out yeah no one gives a shit keep keep it fun keep it fresh keep it new don't bring out zz
0: top because then that would be a hell of an accomplishment now (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) Uh, but i think they probably made a call and maybe didn't realize good thing they didn't book burke back around (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's just what the world needs now. Like, shit, now
1: what? Yeah. Damn it, Bert. You didn't have to go and do that. Um, all right, too gonna, soon, because t- literally <laughs> he still had a chance. <laughs> Tanya wants to know, what will Riri's first song be? I said Umbrella. That's what I went with. John Wesley and I were discussing Oh, you're going to love this uh, too, by, to go, by the umbrella. way, because
0: my youngest, Maddie, uh-huh. Maddie is also in on the music. Maddie understands now that Jay-Z's lyric that isn't a lyric, kind of like Michael Jackson's Jimone, is chia. chia and so whenever umbrella comes on she, it goes tss, tss, uh-huh, uh-huh. and all of a sudden out of the back seat i hear a three-year-old going chia i go what did you just say she goes chia i go oh my goodness yes you that are is learning.
1: outstanding dude that's got to make you just uh, die laughing that is so i can't good. tell you how
0: many times i'm chuckling so they can't see me in the rearview mirror going oh, yeah my God, she just said that but it's pretty good
1: that's hilarious Uh, All right, so let's talk some NBA trade deadline, man. That is, uh, I'm so glad you're here for this because I know, were you like me as I was show prepping yesterday trying to keep up with the shit? Now, you were already on air. You were on air for the last two hours of the trade deadline. I was going on air as the trade deadline was ending, but I just remember from noon to two trying to prep thinking, oh my God, first of all, Joe Blank. Do you ever remember a trade deadline this busy, this crazy, this exciting uh, in at least recent memory in the NBA?
0: There were a few in my 20 some odd years in the NBA where, you know, because every day this was like Christmas for employees. They were like, what's going on on the floor below us and who knows what and hope we're going to get better. And oh, my God, what if we get so and so? And, and so you were waiting on the edge of your seat all day. It was an awesome day because most times with Daryl Morey as your GM, you knew you were guaranteed he was going to do something, and you're like, "This was amazing." But this was like the homecoming tour. Everybody used to play somewhere for the most part that they were going, uh, or in a lot of cases. And you're like, oh, "Or in the case of John Wall, or you know, you people said you've been to Helen back. Well, he got to get to the, go there again, and he just probably isn't ever going to set foot on the on the property or put a uniform on, but." You look at it, you say, this is the kind of thing that an NBA league and year where there's so much parity, there's not a dominating team. There's not a couple of guys that you're just like, those are, they got it and it's going to be between them. That the whole landscape changed. Like we didn't have a team like Golden State running away with it or, you know, a couple of teams that looked like they were going to be head and shoulders above the rest because all of a sudden in one move that happened overnight, And by the way, Monty Williams couldn't be awakened and couldn't pick up his, they couldn't get him to pick up his phone and tell him, hey, coach, you just got Kevin Durant. But the Suns went from a team that was kind of underachieving to a team that has to be the favorite to win it all. And they gave up basically nothing to get him.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, All right. So let's start with, um, let's start with the Rockets first. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, and for those of you that maybe aren't familiar with Joel that don't live here in the city, Joel spent, what, 25 years with the, with the Rockets?
0: 20, 23.
1: 23. You were the director of broadcasting for the team for many of those years. Um, so you you I, that's one of the reasons why I appreciate your insight, not just for the Rockets, but for the NBA. What do you? When I had you on on Monday, you said if Rafael Stone doesn't trade Eric Gordon, even if it's for a bowl of soup, he should be fired by the end of the season. He right. traded Eric Gordon, brings back John Wall, who we all know is not going to play. He's going to be waived. I think they've already said they're going to waive him or buy him out or yeah. whatever it is. That was, a, that was a financial move. What do you make of the trade for Eric Gordon as a whole? Are you happy with it? Um, th- what, what are your thoughts?
0: This is a swinging bunt, Barry, and and on a close remember. play at first base he beat it out, okay? So you I said it on the air the minute it happened because I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a big organic guy, I don't like to prepare for shows. So the fact that I was able to have like the majority of my show just organically that reacting you've to trades
2: been
0: that way, was yeah, it was big for me. Um, and then when you looked at it and I said and I said what I said both on my show and with you first, I said he should be fired if he didn't trade Eric Gordon. Now, after he traded Eric Gordon, it is fair to critique him and say, you got basically a bowl of soup. You got yeah. the chance to move up a couple positions in the lot, in the draft next year, as opposed to potentially a first round pick in a player or a second round pick in a player. And so it's, it's a foul tip that kind of went foul rolled fair and you beat it out, but don't give yourself like a chance to win the MVP or comeback player of the year as a general manager. Cause you basically screwed up, but you saved face. The Rockets didn't do anything to get better, but thankfully they didn't do anything to get worse. Because I think keeping Eric Gordon would have made them worse. And I think just like getting rid of Bruno Fernando and Garrison Matthews, why that's a win for them, even though salaries and everything don't make make a dip bowl of difference. The big thing why they won is because now you have to play a Garuba and find out a guy you you wasted possibly a first round pick on. Can he play or can he? Or to give minutes to some guy because you're enamored with the nickname Gary Bird, shout out Craig Ackerman. It's but
1: really good nickname.
0: All that you care about is the nickname because other than that, he's taking minutes from Josh Christopher, another guy you spent a first round pick on. I need to see if this kid can play. And if Gary Bird is spreading his wings as a rocket, well then you're getting bird crapped on as a general manager <laughs> because you don't know if the guy can play or not and you gotta find these things out. So the, ne- the last 20 some games of the season all the trade deadline did for the Rockets was kind of unmuck the waters enough to where they can evaluate truly some of the other guys on their roster. They got to find out who they are and if they're worth keeping. But at least you got addition by subtraction because Eric Gordon, as we talked about, was soaking up minutes and shots and was a really kind of a a bad apple in terms of if he didn't get the shots and you know if a microphone was in front of him and he was having one of those days, he was going to tell you that they weren't making progress and they weren't getting better. And he was ready to start spraying some bullets. So you did yeah. everything you had to do to keep the ship afloat. But at the end of the day, you might be throwing out a life raft at the at the end of the year.
1: Who's gone first, Stone or Silas?
0: Well, Stone's going to fire Silas first because it's a built-in buffer for him. Yeah, And Stone has two buffers built in that I've said this for months and months. And for the people that just aren't savvy enough to figure it out, this guy has played the owner into never having any experience as a general manager. And yet he's the general manager of an NBA team and no one knows how or why, other than that he was in Daryl Morey's shadow for a year. But what he did was he hired a general manager and Chris Wallace as his assistant GM. Chris Wallace has been the GM of the Grizzlies and the Celtics. So he's got a built-in buffer. If he wants to blame someone for anything that goes wrong, he's got Chris Wallace on the GM side. He's got Silas to blame on the basketball side and he keeps his job and his money. However, John Wall enters the picture and sheds a whole bunch of light on the, on the subject. And suddenly, maybe it is all Rafael Rosetta Stone. And if you don't believe in Rosetta Stone, then you, don't, you can't read the tea leaves in whatever language it's in. He's, he's on a hot seat right now. And no matter what buffers he thought he was smart enough to build in, he's gonna probably fire Silas and try to save face. Tillman could still fire Rafael and say you hired him in the first place. Yeah,
1: well, I I'm starting to see more and more that yeah, Silas was definitely not the right guy for this team, but he didn't sign up for this. Right, but yeah, I think you're right, Rafael Stone. Even though he's, they've done a great job with uh, getting Shingoon and I think they, I think the jury's still out on Jabari Smith. I don't know I, I, the Kevin Porter Jr. thing. He's had some good stuff. He's had some bad stuff. The John Wall and. Um. Yeah, I just I, I don't know, but he just doesn't seem like a guy who is going to get you to the next level, is, right? Right. True. I think
0: I think a lot of people look. Tillman was still paying Daryl, so Tillman didn't want to pay another general manager at full general manager prices. That's so what's the easiest way to do what you need to do? To wait a couple of years, well, hire the legal counsel who's never been a general manager at a bargain basement place, a rate. Until you start getting enough talent on your team. And let's look. And I gave him his flowers on the air the other day. He's made some good things. He discovered Jay Sean Tate. Like you said, he, he traded for Shen Goon, But he also got a bowl of soup for Russell Westbrook. And the next year, the general manager of the team he traded him to got three starters and two draft picks from the Lakers and got an extension out of the deal for himself. So uh, you figure these things out along the way. But this wasn't supposed to be his his version of a box of Legos to try and screw around with. This is a team that everybody cares a lot about, and you got to get some results. He didn't draft Jalen Green, per se, and he didn't draft Jabari Smith. They fell into his lap as what was left after other teams took guys. So you can't tell me that he was the brain trust behind these high draft picks. And now you got another big one coming up that he can't afford to screw up. And I'll just say this, I don't think he's seen many college games in person this year. So you yeah. you figure out at a certain point as an owner, look, I got to make the right decision for the well-being of my franchise. And once these guys are on your roster, whoever you get in the draft this year and the young guys you still have, you got to get some coaches and some, some front office people that can get the most out of them. Man.
1: Uh, I tell you what, it's, it's a no brainer for the number one pick in this year's draft. After that, you're right. It's uh, you,
0: You're going to give me his name in full pronunciation?
1: Wambanyama.
0: Just call him a VW. Yeah,
1: you go nom, 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 nom. I don't know how to say his name. Victor like,
0: Wambanyama?
1: Yeah, you Oh, know, look at you. It, it took me forever to get Endeta Kumpo. So I'll wait till the kid gets to the NBA before I start trying to pronounce his name. All right, so let's talk rest of the NBA. I've got yep. like this. A flurry of stuff that went down, Um, you know, started with the Durant trade at 1 o'clock in the morning um, Eastern time, midnight here, but then it just, after that it just went nuts, right? You got uh, Jay Crowder, Thomas Bryant, uh, Mattis Teibel, you got George Hill. All these things went down, but I think the ones that mattered the most, like, you know, Pat Beff going to Orlando for Mo Bamba is not a big deal necessarily, although the Lakers were active. The two big ones are obviously Uh, what happened with Brooklyn getting rid of Durant, him going to Phoenix, and uh, Kyrie Irving going to Dallas. Who, uh, What was the bigger trade, or what do you think has the bigger impact? Was it the Durant trade, or was it the Kyrie Irving trade?
0: I think they were related dominoes, and because the Kyrie domino fell, basically the other domino came into play in in Kevin Durant I think Kevin Durant was happy finding out once he got healthy how far this Nets team who was playing when they both played together they were one of the best teams in the east and they had a fighting chance against anybody but the minute you took Robin from Batman then it was let's do the best thing in the best interest and see what Durant wants to do we owe him that because he stuck it out when he didn't have to through the last bunch of stuff with Kyrie and when whatever talks they had formulated, they basically said, well, let's pull the plug for the rest of the year. Let's do a service to KD, get get him where he could possibly win, but reset from an organizational standpoint with a lot of really, this is what I don't think Brooklyn gets credit for. They got a ton of money in the offseason now, and they got a ton of young talent on their roster. And if you watched them play last night against the Bulls, you saw a team that basically is throwing double rods to the, to the world and saying, you guys think we're done and we're going to fall off the planet. We're going to show you we're already uh, with our record alone, a playoff team. But if we start believing and playing as a unit, we can surprise some people. And I think that Brooklyn's got a, a lot of talent. Where Rockets fans. were saying, well, now this is the, the, the greatest thing that ever happened in the Harden trade because now those picks are going to matter. Don't put the cart in front of the horse just yet. Brooklyn's got the capability of reloading in the offseason and being stable enough in the regular season this year to make a difference. I think Dallas is a better team. Dallas is now a bona fide top four team in the West. But can Dallas beat Golden State? Can they beat the Suns? Can they even beat the Nuggets or the, the Grizzlies in a seven-game series with the rest of their roster? Christian Wood's on that roster. Everybody knows how they struggled to deal with Christian Wood as a rocket. If you're relying him on him to be your third best player in a playoff series, advantage whoever you're playing. Yeah. So – the Suns, on the other hand, went from a team that was underachieving, dealing with a lot of injuries, and still had the potential with playoff experience to do something to being the best team in the West and maybe the best team in basketball. They won the entire free, uh, the entire trade deadline, bar, bar none. Okay. And then the other indirect messages are the L.A. teams to me, Barry. I think that the Lakers sent a clear message that Darvin Ham and the importance of getting him and keeping him in a good position with his team Meant more than anything they could have done with their roster, and they did both. They took a guy that had a, a major confrontation with their head coach at halftime in, in Russell Westbrook, and said nope. They took a guy in Pat Bev that once he picked up a camera and thought he was cute and got away with it in an overtime game against the Celtics. They should have won, and then since then has been completely uncontrollable. And said you're going to go too, and we're going to put guys that want to be here that know how to act like professionals on this roster, and in the process made their roster better so that they have a fighting chance to be a playoff team for LeBron James. And so I think they got better. On the flip side, I think the team that hurt themselves the most is the team that was trying to get better in the Clippers. Mm. They don't have a point guard. Now, they had Reggie Jackson, who, if you remember, last year in the playoffs, cried, knew he was coming up on free agency and said, I love this team and this, this, this entire organization so much. I want to stay. He took less to do so. And the thanks he got was as the starting point guard of the Clippers, they sent him to a team that already has two point guards in Charlotte who has Ball and they have Scary Terry. And in return, they took a plumley. So they don't – and then they got rid of John Wall. So tell me who the Clippers point guard is trying to get better. Yeah, you still have Paul George and you still have Kawhi, but unless Russell Westbrook gets bought out and chooses you and then you get a, a better version of Russ – what do the Clippers have at point guard? and How'd they get better?
1: Yeah, I mean they 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 got more shooting, but they had shooting right. You had scores. You didn't no, need. They got too more much
0: of, shooting already, yeah, right?
1: You needed a yeah. You needed a guy. or You needed somebody uh, they could. Discrete. They also they took
0: could, a guy like Luke Kennard, who I think is a huge pickup for the Grizzlies and actually could make them better. Trying to stay pertinent with the Suns and the other teams in the West, and gave him away and didn't get anything in return and the one thing you said like you said there was enough shooters on the Clippers for them to stay in a game but now you gave one of those guys away too so what did you really add to your team you added a Plumlee. Oh, okay yeah. and and you didn't and you you don't really conceivably right now have a true point guard on the roster that you trust to run the show with those two dominant personalities like George and Leonard I don't know how the Clippers got better I know the Lakers did. I think the Suns won the entire thing. And the sleeper and, you know, biases aside, I think Miami, I mean, Milwaukee didn't have to do anything. Mm-mm. And for Milwaukee to add another playoff savvy, you know, remember when the Milwaukee won it, Barry, the key acquisition was P.J. Tucker. He provided toughness, leadership, three-point shooting, and defense. You and I well, both if I look have a at man Jay...
1: crush on P.J. Tucker, by the way.
0: That's... And if I say Jay no Crowder, yeah, oh, Jay Crowder is a poor man's version of P.J. Tucker. Yeah. What does he bring to Milwaukee? Well, Three-point shooting, defense, defense, leadership, toughness. Yeah. Boom. Milwaukee got better.
1: That's crazy. It's crazy. And the, the one thing that I found interesting, um, the Nuggets didn't do much, right? I mean, there was Thomas mm-hmm. Bryant went to the Nuggets. Uh, other than that, though, they kind of stood pat. Did you expect that from a team that was first in the West and was seemed to be clicking on all cylinders anyways?
0: I understand standing pat because of where they sit. But the minute the Durant trade went through, if I'm Denver, I am calling on Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. I am calling to find out if Jay Crowder is available in the West. I'm finding out if I can get that extra piece that gives me more peace of mind knowing I'll be okay even if the Suns have Kevin Durant. And they didn't do that. Like they gave up one of their point guards in Bones Highland. And I don't – to the Cl- to the Clippers who are now expecting Bones in like his, early in his career to be the starting point guard in L.A. with two superstars trying to surpass the Lakers and more. So those were some of the moves I didn't understand. Denver should have done something. They didn't Memphis did enough to stay relevant and be competitive, I think. And then you got some little subtle moves to kind of go along the way that said, Hey, did Philly do anything? No, Daryl always makes a trade, but adding what he did didn't do anything to move the needle. The Celtics who were talking about Kevin Durant, really they added Mike Muscala, but, is that enough to move your needle and say they got better per se? Probably not. But I think the East is a three-team race, and the and the West is just really wide. You got up to six teams that have a legit shot in the West, and it's going to be fun to watch.
1: And it's like you said, the Lakers got better. And, I mean, the Lakers can still realistically make it into a playing game. And if that team is gelled, and if that team is clicking on all cylinders, and it's still LeBron James, he's, hell, there's no telling what happens with them if they make it into the playoffs. Uh Go
0: ahead. but I don't the thing that really bothered me the most is LeBron not playing last night like mm-hmm. you, you're gonna tell me it's your foot and he didn't play in the fourth quarter because I think that's another sleeper that people aren't talking enough about. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, those type guys doesn't matter what they just surpassed and and where they sit on the all-time scoring list. If they lose the game that night, they're pissed off and that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. he sat out the fourth quarter, Barry, which told you it was all about me and getting the record and the minute I got it, the win didn't matter. In a team that was only two games out of avoiding the the play-in game and getting into the play, and solidifying more of a playoff spot, and it didn't matter. And then on top of that, oh by the way, on national TV, I'm going to show up in a suit and show you my starting five of a family, but I ain't showing you a starting five with my name in it, and I'm not showing you a chance to beat a Milwaukee team and show you we mean business and we fall another game back in the standings. So how important is team victories at this point in LeBron's career?
1: That's a good point, dude. It's a really good point. A couple of questions in the chat. By the way, if you have a question for uh, Joel Blank, uh, who's joining me uh, to talk post-NBA trade deadline. You can catch his show, The Killer Bees, on ESPN 97.5 here in Houston, Texas. I think there's also an app that they can download if they live uh, somewhere outside of the city. You can also follow him on Twitter at Pacman Joel. uh But if you have a question, just put hashtag JB in the chat and then ask your question and I will ask him. A couple of questions coming in for you, Joel. One, Titan Hugo wants to know, uh, he's digging your hat. What is it? That's a Skeeter's hat. It what is, is it?
0: The, the 4th of July hat for the Skeeters their final year, second to last season. They did special uniforms and hats for the 4th of July and uh, watch me get crap from barry on this let me pick this up for barry early um i threw out the first pitch right before the fourth of july game and they gave me my choice of hats in the in the in the uh pro shop and i picked this one i'll say this
1: i do i you know i i have a something on the show called a shoe check where i show some of the sneakers i'll have um joel's kicks game sneaker game is a1 top notch uh, and uh, a close second is his hat game. Would you would you say that's accurate? Your your shoe game is better than your hat game, but it's pretty close. You've got a a plethora. The shoe of game's fallen
0: hats. off because, as we've talked about, the yeah. durability of Nikes, mm. no matter how well you keep them in air conditioned conditions. When the soles start falling off and they start falling apart, it's very disappointing for the longevity of a collection. And until um, Doc Linville, shout out Doc Linville, 975hair.com, uh, until he gave me my hairline back, the hats were more important for the last couple of years. <laughs>
1: All right, be Handed out a question. Lakers, uh, are they making the playoffs now? Yes or no? We just talked about LeBron. We talked about some of the moves. You talked about they got better. They definitely got deeper. Uh, is this a team, uh, you know, I mentioned they might, will they? Are they going to make the playoffs? Uh,
0: Shout out to B. Hannon for being a supporter of both of us uh, and uh, a true fan of the, I believe the Chargers um, in football. As a Laker fan, I would say you're going to make the play-in tournament. It's up to you to make the playoffs. I don't think they're good enough to solidify a six and up seed and not have to play in the play-in. But when you have Anthony Davis and you have LeBron James, you got a chance to win a a short series in a play-in. I think that they can get into the play-in, and it's up to the desire of the best players to whether they make it to the actual playoffs or not.
1: All right. Uh, we, you answered this question on Monday because it was asked, but I'll go ahead and ask it again because it's here, uh, and I'll let you answer it again. Uh, has there ever been a bigger Big 3 failure than the Nets?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you can look at when Brooklyn took the flailing shot at getting the Celtics Big 3 and reuniting them when Prokhorov uh, uh, bought the nets and thought that there was still something left with kevin garnett and paul pierce and the guys he put together and that didn't go well i think honestly unfortunately the rockets tried a couple different versions of akeem and clyde and pippen or barkley and all those interchangeable pieces that became an ego nightmare and disastrously failed but they were all on the downside of their career the expectations weren't as high i think in terms of where the brooklyn big three was in each individual's career path and then how is it translated to the rest of the league and that team i don't think i think it's easy and I, I would you could convince me pretty easily that's the biggest failure in the history of big threes and getting guys together that were of that talent caliber
2: all
1: right we are getting a lot of questions in the chat for you joel but a lot of them are bullshit
0: break a spoon them. Okay.
1: no you don't you don't want me to read this oh I, I promise you buddy um okay. It's uh, it's a question about your co-host, and you definitely don't want me to read that. Um, to, total Dallas
2: said, "What day is today?"
1: Total Dallas said, hashtag JB. Did you land your tab open at the remote? Did you? I think he meant, did you leave your tab open at the remote? Not land your tab. Did I didn't you? have a
2: tab.
0: Okay, because yeah. I don't drink. You know, you realize this. I don't yeah. drink alcohol, and I'm trying to yeah, ask le- actually, As a Matter of fact, I I left my Starbucks cup full of Diet Coke, so. I mean, someone got something they could sell on the internet for top dollar.
1: There you go. Steven, the other guys said, hashtag Ask JB, do you store your hammer there in the office?
0: <laughs> well, I, you know what? And it should be around here somewhere, but you know the one whenever I make an appearance on your show? Someone, yeah. uh, Christine, <laughs> uh, Pink Valkyrie got me that little mini one. I have the real one somewhere too, but I had Pink Valkyrie, for I think for the holidays, got me a, a foam oh, hammer. Nice. I used to keep it just for my appearances on your show. I'll have to see if it's around here
1: nice uh that's great no spoon said is there drama no i just that was uh that's an unfair question to ask uh there's no drama between joel and his co-host none at all it was just no you know you guys just uh, ask questions and like to stir the pot and i'm not going to be a part of that um all right so let me ask you this titan hugo actually had a question it's not basketball related but it's right up your alley hashtag jb where will aaron Rodgers end up will he be a titan of course, Titan Hugo wants to.
0: No, Titan Hugo. He won't be a Titan, though. The kick, the, the connection there is his brothers have bought or own a restaurant and bar in Nashville ah. so that if he does ever fully rectify his relationship with his family, dumbass, <laughs> that that would be a possibility. But the, unless he completely restructures the contract, the thing you have to know is when he committed on record with microphones that he will finish his career as a Green Bay Packer in 2022, he had a whopper of a 50 plus million dollar contract with all kinds of clauses put into it to where it's almost impossible to trade him for the team that takes him the cap hit for the team that gets rid of him, the Packers, the cap hit ramifications. He either has to retire or be a Packer. And if he's not, he has to completely restructure the deal yet again, which could be done. I'd say if he doesn't play in green, first of all, he's not going to not play that. He won't retire because he refuses to be inducted into the hall of fame and share the stage with Tom Brady and JJ Watt because he's (laughs) too much of a drama queen and an egomaniac. He'll play again. I will say this and you know, I was the only one saying the last time we went through this drama, he will be back with the Packers. I believe he's going to be back with the Packers. And if he's not I believe the 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 Vegas Raiders are the best place for him because of Devonte Adams and the, the 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 high pick he could get the higher pick from the Raiders than the Jets though I know a lot of people in New York want to go to the Jets he's a West Coast guy the Vegas thing enticing as well I'd say either the Raiders the Packers or other Okay. But he's playing because he ain't, he ain't going in with J.J. and and, no. and Tom Brady.
1: Good lord, no! Uh, that's a great point too. Uh, uh, Perry uh, Pete Jones had a question. hashtag Ask JB. Do you see? Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's the wrong one. Uh, what do you think of the Pels and their playoff chances?
0: Well, there's a team that I thought saw a golden opportunity go by the wayside. They've been able to to stop stock pa- uh, pile some picks over the last couple of years. The fact that they got C.J. McCollum, a guy you and I talked about over and over again, he was Dame Lillard Light, and they had to separate those two. The fact that he got, Dame Lill- uh, he got Dame Lillard Light and C.J. McCollum, he kept Ingram. He has Zion. He has a ton of young talent that he's already been using those draft picks on. I thought that the with the lay of the land and it being wide open in the West until the Suns did what they did, I thought if the Pelicans added a player or two, that they could legit be in the mix to to, to go on a long run. The fact that they didn't, I think it hurts them this year, but it may help them down the road. They're still a young team with a really good nucleus. It's just it's a shame because you never know how long that window's going to stay open, and I thought the window was kind of open for the Pels this year.
1: Josh Richardson didn't do it for you?
0: No. I mean, if Josh Richardson was Josh Richardson of, like, five years ago, maybe but still, with what Phoenix... I mean, did Phoenix give up anything, really? And they have Chris Paul at point guard, a true big in DeAndre Ayton, a uh, 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 go-to power, uh, swing forward in, in Kevin Durant, and, oh, by the way, one of the best shooters in the game in Booker? Yeah, you give me just a little depth. But don't think in the buyout market everybody's going to go, sign me up for the Suns. Oh, by the way, the weather's good, too, and Scottsdale's pretty sweet at night. I'll go.
1: <laughs> the women are hot. Like, yeah, 100%. This is That's the
0: Rockets be- when they yeah. were signing the manimal and Austin rivers <laughs> and all these different people for a couple of years, they were like, Oh, destination Houston in a buyout market. Now uh-huh. it's Phoenix and LA.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Todd had a question. Hashtag JB. Uh, did you see that the Haslams are trying to buy the bucks? I didn't know that.
0: I didn't know it either, but the bucks ownership's always been a little weird. Um, Barry knows this and he found out after the fact, but when he drove me to interview with other teams, um, I, instead of doing talk radio, I, um, I found out the weird dynamic in Milwaukee that it's a joint ownership and 50% of the year, or I think up to a year at a time, one guy gets to represent the team as the owner and be like the day-to-day guy. And then at a certain point, they hand it off to the other guy for the same amount of time to be the owner and go to the board of governors meeting everything. And it's always been kind of, That's kind of just odd to me. But you know what? Look, as long as they keep the team in Milwaukee, who wouldn't want to buy the Bucks? You got the premier player in the world who is as dominant as dominant gets. And you got an unbelievable fan base that sells out every game and can't get enough. and and goes out there in the whatever they're called, the the deer yard or whatever they call that out in the outside. Cream City. Outside. Don't try to. No, Cream City is a forced (laughs) nickname for the sake of a uniform. (laughs) they actually have a true name for that outdoor viewing area like they do in Toronto, but they were getting like 30,000 people outside to watch That's the crazy. playoff games.
1: They love basketball. They
0: love Palm the City. box. It, you could, and, and they've got an, and they've got an unbelievable <laughs> arena. So yeah. they've got all the resources that they need, except for the weather sucks completely. But yeah. other than that, it's a good environment.
1: Uh, JB, Jim uh, on sports says, hashtag JB. How good of a broadcaster do you think Tom Brady will be in 2024?
0: I don't think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to get paid like he's really, really good, and I think I don't think he's very good because I don't think he's going to be able to be critical, Barry. You know he's got an ego and he's sensitive, mm. and we know this from the best to do it. Charles and Michael Jordan are no longer friends because Charles was honest about Michael Jordan as an owner and a general manager. So uh, the best in the business, don't worry about ruffling feathers and hurting feelings uh, uh, for the sake of throwing away honesty, mm-hmm. and they're going to call it like they see it. Tom Brady is a guy that worries too much about his image and his likability factor and the relationships with guys in the league. I don't think Tom Brady is going to be critical. I don't think Tom Brady is going to be detrimental to a player's career in the short term by being honest about what they're doing wrong. And I think for that reason alone, I think Greg Olson is going to be a better analyst on a game by game basis than Tom Brady.
1: Has Greg surpassed Tony Romo in your mind?
0: Yeah, because Tony Romo is the Kyler Murray of broadcast. Tony Romo Baramo now does give doesn't shit. prep, doesn't want to do a thing, just wants to show up and flip the switch on and think that he's going to be the shining glory of CBS, and he's not. And yeah. so good for CBS for calling him out and telling him things have to change. But in the meantime, the, the doors that you saw flying by you on that Ferrari happened to be a pickup truck with Greg Olson in it. And though he looks like he's ready to sell you insurance, he gives you stuff that no one else does.
1: It's funny because I was listening to the playoffs and I really didn't realize it was Greg Olson, but I just remember thinking, I don't know who this is, but he's really good. And then they did a, a, you know, a booth shot of the two. And I was like, holy shit. I had no idea. I guess I never paid attention, but I was like, yo, this team is really good, which surprises you when you think, well, Romo and Nance, how do you, how do you beat that?
0: Shit. So you say. Because the other thing I'll say is, Greg Olson makes Kevin Burkhart better. Yeah, because he does. you don't know who he is, but you know that you like the way they work together. There's a team that probably instead of costing you $40 million for uh, a Joe Buck and, and or a Tony Romo combination or a Jim Nance and Tony Romo combination, instead, yeah. you're paying those two guys probably $4 million, <clears throat> and you're hitting it out of the park. Yeah.
1: And, yep. And that's their Super Bowl team. All right. Two more and then I'm going to let you go, JB, because I know you got a lot of shit to do and
0: uh you know. I'm good. You, it's you getting, got getting ready life. for the weekend. Kids are good. We're good. Yeah.
1: Uh all right, so Ruin had a question for you. Uh hashtag JB. First of all, uh I miss the usual suspects. So do we, buddy. Uh who do you got going to the NBA finals after all of these trades? Great question, Joel. Who's your I'm
0: gonna uh, say it's a I'm gonna say it's a rematch of the classic seven gamer between the Bucs and the Suns that the Bucs won and I think this time around the Suns are going to win it I think that with new ownership in place you cannot put enough value on an owner that's not afraid to go for it it's one thing to try and and Houston fans have seen enough of this between Tillman when he once he bought the team talking about stepping on the throats of the Warriors in the next couple years we're going to kick their ass and all they did was kicked themselves in the grapes while they became the worst team in the NBA. And from a Cal McNair, a previous Cal McNair life, when until they just pressed the reset, he was like, Nick is a smart man. And as an organization, we are going to win championships and bring Houston the kind of team they can be proud of while I look like John McClain and eat like I eat at lefties and righties. He he looks like if John McClain and, and, and Wilford
1: Brimley had a baby.
0: Oh, great call. Yep, you know? absolutely. And, yeah. and I think that instead of talking about it, be about it, and the new ownership in Phoenix, from they just took over. And the first thing they did was they signed off on, go give me Kevin Durant, go do what it takes to win. And now if you're Devin Booker or even Chris Paul, you're going, wow, this is from Robert Sarver to this? Hell yeah, yeah. sign me up. And now, like I said, the buyout market, you don't even know how good the Suns are going to be mm. until the end of the regular season. Because mm. you're going to get some bets that are going to be knocking on their door to play there. I think Suns Bucks, and I think that the the Suns win it in seven.
1: There you go. It kind of the new owner in Phoenix kind of reminds me of Steve Cohen with the Mets. It's like, let's go, baby.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's go. You want whether to w- whether it money? works out or not. Yeah. The fact that you got a guy willing to take that shot and yep. back it up with his checkbook it means a ton because there's so many guys that talk about it but aren't wouldn't won't be about it when it's time to actually. That's it. Do those kind of things. So no. And Jim Crane, by the way, gets credit for being the guy that, that it is about it. Cause he isn't afraid to open up his checkbook. Would agree.
1: Would agree. Uh, all right. Last questions from spoon. Hashtag ask JB is pops reputation tarnished now since the Spurs haven't been able to do a damn thing and no one wants to play there.
0: No, I don't think okay. so at all because I think that from the standpoint of analyzing the organization, they've done what teams refuse to do so that they can stay relevant and try and save a reputation. Pop's just coaching who, who, who's on the roster. Mm-hmm. But the fact that quietly they're stockpiling first, they just traded Puddle to the uh, Purtle back to, to the Raptors, got a first-round pick out of it. Mm-hmm. So De- DeJounte Murray, in their mind, DeJounte Murray was as good as he's going to be. If you want to pay him max money here, Atlanta, go pay him max money. We'll take a boatload of picks and other resources in return to where the same way they completely rock bottom tanked until they got Tim Duncan and built the team around with Ginobili and Parker and those guys, they're going to do it again. And So I don't think that he takes the hit for this. He coaches who R.C. Buford gives him, but his legacy is so set in stone. Bill Belichick ain't winning yet either, and he's still Mm. the greatest coach in the history of football. Pop's still going to be referred to as one of the greatest coaches in NBA history.
1: Right now, the Spurs are one of the three worst teams in the NBA. And as we know, the new lottery rules are the bottom three, just to prevent tanking and getting the most ping pong balls, the bottom three teams now get equal amounts of ping pong balls. How um, poetic would it be if the Spurs get the first pick in the draft and your boy, I can't say his name, Wabanyama. Victor
0: Wembanyama,
1: And he becomes a Spur. There's their Tim Don. I was just going to say, the minute you brought run this running, up, I hadn't thought about it.
0: Oklahoma City is playing, like, here's the other thing, Barry, mirror images. I always say Texans and Rockets are mirror images of one another. Owners that don't know what they're doing. General managers for the first time and first rounds, just completely tripping on their own unit and not doing anything right. First-time head coaches that don't know what they're doing either and rosters that fall into place with it and all the other missteps that they've made. One turned a legal counsel into a general manager. One turned a chaplain into a football operations vice president. But when you look at it, if you want to do the other comparison for night and day, Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, Rafael Stone, Sam Presti, Mm. both realized when it was time to rebuild. One stockpiled a whole bunch of draft picks, but by the way, got them right, and they're all playing together as a team, and they're winning games on a consistent basis way before they're supposed to. The other is hoping to God another guy falls into his lap, and hope to God they can all play together too, and then hope to God we get the right guys around them at some point and a coach to go with it, that's what, if you're a Rockets fan, that's what you should be most pissed off about, is the fact that you gave the keys to the car to a guy that couldn't even have been a valet at your at your daughter's birthday party, and now you're expecting him to, to provide miracles. If the Spurs get Wembenyama, and they've been getting rid of guys that can play for more and more picks – Look out, Oklahoma City, a former Spurs uh, basketball guy in Presti as their general manager. Mm-hmm. R.C. Buford pop still around. Wemben Yama, and watch him quickly build around him and, and look the hell out. Yeah. Uh,
1: all right, last question, and it's about rebuilds, I guess. And I'm, I'm, I meant to ask you this last time, and I, I've always wanted your opinion on this. Who, um, who emerges from their rebuild first as a successful basketball team? The Pistons, the Magic, or the Rockets?
0: Right now, I would say that it's the magic. I mean, the magic beat the Nuggets the other night. The magic, crazy, right? Took, you know, they've again, another team that quietly took guys that everybody were like, well, I don't know enough about that guy. You sure you took the right guy there or there or there? There's another team that admitted, we don't need veterans. We don't need guys on our roster taking up salary cap and and minutes and, and shots. And we're going to get as many young guys in here and analyze what we got. Well, we know Paolo Bancaro can play. Mm-hmm. And he's the best player so far to come out of that draft, albeit that Jabari Smith hopefully turns out to be better. But when you look at it and you say, you got Paolo right, you got a lot of these young guys right, they're contributing, you made some savvy moves like the Wagner brothers. Mm-hmm. They got more out of a, a Wagner brother that people were ready to, to give up on in the end of a first-round pick. Then they got a lottery pick and used it on his brother who could play his tail off. And I think they're closer than the other two teams. I think they've shown a, a, an abundance of talent on the coaching staff as well to develop them. And I would say that Orlando is at the top of that list. And obviously, Houston's at the bottom. And, and I think in between, you're going to get Detroit. Cade Cunningham, we still don't know what he could be. Yeah, got But to, look, they healthy. just, again, a savvy move is they got a guy that they traded for in Jalen Duran, who I saw play at Memphis, and I said, seven-footer with this much athleticism that's 19, this kid might turn into something. Now you put him next to a guy that, it, that, um, that the Warriors gave up on, a seven-footer in Wiseman, but maybe he just needed to get – there was too much pressure, too much stress in Golden State, and too many expectations with a championship-caliber team. Let him literally spread his wingspan in Detroit and see what he's got and put a whole bunch of young talent around them. Detroit, I think, is following the right plan and trusting it. But are I think they're a little bit back of Orlando in terms of seeing the players to develop. There you go.
1: Dude, that was outstanding. Thank you so much. Uh, tons I mean, of maybe insight. Maybe we
2: should...
0: we should we, we, you know do a radio be, show with us man, one of these days. If
1: we ever did a show together, I Duke feel like it would be pretty it. popular in this city.
0: I feel like... Yeah, I mean, if we had like an Egyptian lover as a producer that... Like, may or may not have a button to push that you know that might be pushed from time to time. I just think now you
1: call him his horn know. a
0: button. No, I'm just saying, man. I mean, Knot's Landing was a show that had success. I believe that this <laughs> show with those three type guys could kill it. I don't know, but you know, what? maybe they Dallas just keep, Who they knows? Just keep
1: putting the same old shows together with the same old usual suspects, and that's whatever. Ooh. So
0: I would see a lineup where these guys were standing next to each other and holding Boy. up signs, and yeah, I think it could work. Maybe a T-shirt.
1: <laughs> That's might work, uh, homie. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for this. I hope, anytime, uh, brother. I it hope was we always you fun. Check back in and do some more of this uh, whenever you want. I sure enjoy it. I think the people need to and, uh, and, uh, to do too, and and your insider information UFC is amazing. Of
2: this.
0: Kiss my ass. You gotta I'll ask Joel the questions. You can, if I ask the questions, you answer them in <laughs> UFC. I got no shot.
1: Y'all go follow Joel on Twitter if you're not already. At Pacman Joel. If you want the best insight in the NBA, that is your man right there. And everything else, he just proved he knows his shit. So,
0: uh, Joel, I, I appreciate bring, you buddy. I brought in Rocky last time. I was going to bring Maddie in this time. Yeah. She got scared and ran away. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, my
1: friend, and I'll talk to you soon.
0: Have a great weekend, buddy.
1: There you go. That is Joe Blake. Oh, uh, uh, the killer bees on uh, ESPN 97 five noon to three right here in Houston, Texas. You can listen on the app. Uh, spoon said, is that your old co-host? Cause spoon in the, in the chat spoon was like, man, you guys have great chemistry. I don't think he knew that that Joel was my old co-host, but yeah, absolutely spoon. Uh, Joel and I did a show together for three plus years here in Houston called the usual suspects. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good show. Yeah. We, we may have won a couple of seven to 10 books in our time. Uh, but yeah, dude, um, that was outstanding. Great insight. And uh, I appreciate Joel taking the time to do that. And that's it. That is the show. That is That uh, yeah. it does it for this Friday. And uh, it does it for uh, another week. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thanks for chilling with me all week. Uh, sorry for the messed up schedule. No show on Wednesday, but having a show on Friday. I know that was different. Uh, my thanks to Joel Blank for joining me. My thanks to all my guests this week. Guest heavy. And you know what? I really enjoyed it. Joel on Monday and Friday. Uh, Tuesday, I had Trent from Bucket Sports. Yesterday, I had Forensic from Forensic Tilts. What a fun week for me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, and speaking of that, I hope you enjoy the super game fucking, I'll say it, Super Bowl, don't give a shit. Thank y'all so much for watching, thank you for the support as always. You're, you're so kind and generous with your time uh, and with your finances and helping keep the show afloat and keeping it going. Damn! Yeah! Thank you for the 69 alive. Yeah. Uh yeah, man. Thank you guys so much as always, man. Barry on deck doesn't happen without you guys. And I super duper do appreciate it. Uh, from the bottom of my congested heart, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for the follows and the cheers and the subs and being here, being deck heads every single day. Thank you for the Patreon members and everything else. Enjoy the show! I mean, enjoy the Super Bowl. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. I love you. Do me three favors before I see you next week. Be safe. Be kind. And most importantly love each other. I'll see y'all Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Alright, let's see if we got a raid. repacks, is streaming. Oh, the Mud Gang is streaming. I don't know why it just shows me five. Let's go look at the channel. Let's, uh, let's go look at the channel because there's always more now, I realize, than just these five. Yes. Uh, let's see who we got on the channel now. we got... Oh, I want to show.
2: There's in the mud.
1: G girl gaming. Uh, Becca Grand Pooh Bear. I don't know who that is. Who's that Mexico 56 community event? Fortnite. Repacks. Ben Verlander again, and Miss T Jones. Uh, oh, I know a lot of you guys want to do in the mud, but let's go raid my girl. Uh, G girl gaming. Let's do that. We're gonna raid G girl right now. So let me, uh, let me get her. She's got a guest, it looks like. They're talking football. Thank God somebody talking sports to follow up. You guys enjoy the raid. Say hello to G Girl. Give her a follow. Uh, show her that deckhead love. Uh, she's really good at what she does. I'm a big fan of hers. So enjoy G Girl. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I'll see you guys on Monday. The raid has started. Come on. We got, what, 50 people watching? Let's get it up. That was weird. Uh, can we get 35 people to raid G girl? 35 is all I'm asking for. Go say hi, give her a follow, give her a shout out. Uh, all right. Well, we'll take 25. That'll work. Enjoy. Uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. Bye.
2: Eddie's making a YouTube video.